welcome to another episode of Podcast 572. As always, I'm your host, Kyle. I'm joined by my two friends, Dan and Matt. Um, it is the big Starfield release week. Um, is also for me, for me personally, and we can we can briefly discuss it. Um, it, it feels weird to me, but I've been to two concerts in the last seven days, and uh, I'm not really like a big concert goer. So one of them was a gift for my girlfriend for her birthday. This the concert was like a month after her birthday. The other one was for me for my birthday, which is next week. So we went <laughs> we went last week and we saw uh, she wanted to see Disturbed. So and and uh, it was Disturbed and Breaking Benjamin, which mm-hmm. a little relevant to this show because they did play the Halo Two song, which you know they I mean complete with the like you know monk chanting intro from Halo Two, you know into the song. And they did play, which I think I text you about this, Dan, as it was happening. They played whatever song that they had that was attached to that very yeah. shitty game from 2002 yeah. called Run Like Hell. Run like but what was funny was they have, so they had like a big, like, you know, digital display thing behind them that would play graphics of some of their music videos and stuff. They literally played clips from that fucking game from 20 years ago. That's like, insane. that's somehow that's still relevant in 2023. Exactly. Because they, I mean, they had clips of Halo 2 in the background. Well, sure. My favorite part about the Halo 2 is like, the rest of that, like, they played their hits, whatever. But like, when that song came on, I was like the only person in the area I was sitting who was like, fucking pumped to hear that most of those people there are like i don't know what song this single is single tear came to your exactly. eye <laughs> exactly i'm like i remember that part yeah. of the game yeah. yeah um i'll say the other thing i'll say about this like disturbed like disturbed for that concert disturbed was fantastic breaking breaking benjamin is doing the thing that's happening a lot with bands right now and it's a big controversial thing in in the concert industry and in the music industry right now where they will have backing tracks they will have like the music is being played but they're they're kind of playing it but not really playing it but it was for them specifically it was so bad and so apparent and maybe i'm just like you know one of the only people standing around that could grasp this concept there are two prominent songs i mean i don't know how much you know about breaking benjamin but like there's one singer nobody else yeah. is singing in that band maybe backup vocals or whatever there was one very prominent song that was sung by the bass player. But when he's singing, it's the lead guy's voice coming out. And that Whoa. dude's just in the back drinking some water. Whoa. And this crowd is still going nuts. Like, they don't understand the concept of, like, nobody's really singing here, you know? So yeah. that all happens in that concert. And then I'm the whole time I'm sitting there, they have the break between. So you got to, you know, break the stage down, build it up for the next band. And the whole time I'm sitting there, I'm like, Man, if Disturb comes out, like all the, the little bit I know about Disturb is like that dude has a fucking amazing voice. Like, say what you will about Disturb, that dude's voice is phenomenal. And I was like, if that dude comes out and he phones it in with some backing vocals, it's going to be a huge bummer. No, not <laughs> at all. That dude killed every song, and like I, I was, I was very impressed. So that that concert, like Rick Benjamin stuff, that was that was a bummer. But like Disturb was really good. And then last night. For me, for my birthday, I got to scratch off a, a bucket list band, so I got to see Pearl Jam finally, uh, which was fantastic. So that was a god. They played for like two and a half hours. Now that I think about it, but like they they played. It's weird because like 
at least maybe it's how it is now. I know people like I have one friend who's seen them 10 times. So like this is the first time I've seen them. I'm like, I'm the kind of person who's like, okay, I'm good. I don't need to go see this band again. But um, they have like a, a, a part of their music catalog. They just actively avoid playing songs from. And it's really bizarre. Because Some bands are these like specific that, albums yeah. are pretty popular and like pretty recent. So it's weird. But uh, fa- it was a fantastic show. Um, if you're a, this was kind of surreal and weird, but like, if you are a, a lover of sports in the Chicago area, they actually brought out, uh, Chris Chelios. famous Chris Chelios because mm-hmm. they're retiring his number. Mm-hmm. Oh, so, cool. but that was pretty cool. Like to see Chris Chelios come out and stuff. I mean, I, that's somebody I watched as a kid when I used it was to watch. Co- hockey, it was cool. So. He didn't, he didn't know beforehand either. That was no, that, yeah. he seemed like super shocked yeah. to the point that like when they handed him a, a jersey to put on, he put it on backwards. <laughs> well, <laughs> just so people there. see his name. Exactly. But uh, it yeah. was it was a fantastic show. So that's all, that's all I'll say about that. Concert season for me is now over. So like maybe next year we'll do something. But uh, the big thing this week, obviously, is we'll go into it is Starfield, uh, which I have dumped a. a, a a lot of time into actually. So I went against what I was saying and I, uh, I, I dove into the early access. What sold me on doing that. There's two reasons it sold me doing on it. Number one, this game technically launched uh, publicly for everybody Wednesday. And I knew I wouldn't have any time, a little bit of time Wednesday. Last night I was going to the concert. I'm like, I'm not going to have much time to even speak on it. The other thing that sold me is if you do the early access, it gives you, Whenever, whenever it comes out, it'll give you access to like the DLC expansion that they're going to do, which is Mm -hmm. automatically going to be like $20 anyways. So it was 30 to do the early, uh, access and like I paid $10 for early access is the way I look at it. So, um, I, I mean, I don't know what, what what, you've played a little bit of it, Dan, I know. Yeah. Okay. I was able to Um, play it probably about four hours total before okay well you know we could just yeah so we got and we got an email on it so i'll read i'll read that real yeah. quick here this comes from uh michael from port st Lucie, and hopefully it's that right florida says howdy these was curious now that it's found in the wild for a few days or over a week with early access what you all think is starfield does it live up to the absurd hype or does it fall flat is this finally the huge win microsoft needs thanks so let me here. Let me go first because I haven't played as much as you, and I'll, I'll no. talk about like my experience <laughs> playing with it because you have a unique experience well, than, yeah. than myself, or I think even Matt. You so played I was a little bit, so. able to play it, but I don't have an, a Series S or an X yet. So I went ahead and I was like, let's let's try the cloud gaming because I do have access to that, and you know it's not a multiplayer game, so that won't matter. In terms of like mm-hmm. connection and all that stuff. Well, and you should also preface you were playing cloud on your one X. Yeah, I'm playing on a one X. You, so you weren't theory, doing it on a phone. Yeah, in theory, this should work fine. And I will tell you that it's it runs. That's probably the best way I can describe. <laughs> it's not. It's not even close to like. It, it's not even close to good. It's it's stable at best. Constant like. Sometimes it would happen multiple times within a couple of minutes where I would just get like a thing where it's like, oh, we lost that connection. We got to reconnect. And it would just be yeah. like a little thing. And then sometimes that would take two seconds to reconnect. Sometimes it would take 15 where it would go to this okay. like menu where like it would kick me back out and then it would load up and then I'd be loaded back into the game in like the pause menu. 
So the game like okay. auto pauses you. I'm like, okay, that's good. Um, yeah, there were, but then there would be stretches where I was able to play for 45 minutes or an hour where that didn't happen. So okay. it, it was kind of a weird experience. The only other thing I'll say is, obviously, graphics are not great when you're doing this. No, um, they probably scale down a little bit. They scale down quite a bit. And okay. pro- something I would tell you, I saw constantly would be like over time as I would do more, it would slowly get worse. And so okay. at one point you would like turn around and it would do this weird like screen vertical wipe where like a line would come down the screen and it would clean it all back up. And it'd be oh, back to that's normal. Interesting. It was kind of, but it was <laughs> okay. strange because it would like kind of take you out of it. Um, I So I played enough to the point where I realized that I'll just say it, like, I really like this game like quite a bit, mm-hmm. um, but I, I can't play it like this anymore because I, because I don't want to yeah. keep getting interrupted. I don't want to, get taken out of it. I want to be able to just play it for a couple hours yeah, you, in a row. You don't want to sour mm-hmm. the experience. Yeah, like because from what I have played so far, and I will tell you that I have gone to Constellation and okay. I have left the first planet to go do like the first thing. That's how far. Okay. Because I wanted around, oh. I rounded around New Atlantis quite a bit, just kind of like the way you can just like pick up quests by like listening to people or like talking to people. Like <laughs> it's so, yeah. it's so like natural for that game. Where, you know, I walked mm-hmm. past somebody and it was like, oh, I hear there's like some power outages down down in the well. Yeah, I'm like, oh, actually, okay. I did that quest. Let's go yeah. check that out. And then you go down there and there's a whole other city underneath this place. I'm like, that mm-hmm. thing is cool. Walking around in there and like doing that little quest where it's just like fl- flipping breakers. But then I found this like locked apartment in the middle of nowhere. And I'm like, all right, let's try to let's try to mm-hmm. break in here. So I hope I, I managed to pick the lock, which lock picking is weird in this game, but I actually kind of like it because I like it. Yeah, you have to think about it. You can't just like brute force it, which is good. Um, but I laugh because so I popped that apartment door and there's just a dead body in the middle of the floor. I was like, <laughs> yeah. what the hell happened in here? And before I can even like do anything else, this giant robot dog comes but, charging yeah. out of this back room. I'm like, oh shit! <laughs> like, and I have to kill that thing. So it's, that's like a fun, like, mini story you find. And like, I just love. Did you finish that, stuff that quest game. with the power breakers or no? Yes, I did. And then you get, okay. so you get given a choice: do I help? Who this did you person choose? I picked the lady I was helping, like, figure out what's. That's going what on. I did too. That's screw, what I did too. Okay. Screw this other lady. Something. <laughs> that was that was my reaction here. too. I'm like, yeah. nah, man, I'm not gonna fuck over wrong this with lady. You. That's yeah. Yeah, so, but, like, that's the kind of stuff about these games and, like, Fallout 4 that I really enjoy is getting lost doesn't even seem like it's a bad thing. It seems like that's what you're supposed to do. Absolutely. You know. That's a good um, way of putting it. Yeah, it's, you know, some games you feel like, oh, man, I just keep getting sidetracked. But in this game, the sidetrack is the game for me. Like, I I get that there's a story and, you know, it's, it's cliche of, help us find this artifact and it's like of course it is because it's space game <laughs> it, it, it gets more cliche than yeah that, cause I've, I've done a little bit of that um, i've talked about it a little bit we're like it's got a, it definitely has like a mass effect feel to it more than any other game yeah so like that would be the biggest thing i would compare it to is the, the biggest thing i would tell anybody that is asking about it that for whatever reason is still on the fence is it is you have to go into it looking at it as this is oblivion skyrim or fallout in space this isn't no man's sky 2 and i think a lot of people wanted that from bethesda and it's very clear like they and they said this ahead of time they even they showed a little bit of it at the direct last uh, june but 
everything about like space travel is kind of loading screens. Mm, it's it's not. I was talking to you about it and I said that that's the one part of the game that really kind of takes me out of it because you're fast traveling to a ship that's like orbiting a planet. But see, the other thing I was saying is for you, for you, you were on streaming, so I'm sure the loading was longer than it is. Like if you're on a SSD, it's it's not. Sure, but loading loading wasn't even the problem. I just think that that's the interface, and like that's how it works is kind of lame. Like, let me fly towards the planet. It feels dumb to be able to sit in front of the planet and have like my speed all the way up and hit a booster, and you don't move. Yeah, no, like, yeah. Well, you have to. Strange. You have to like move around with the different power levels and stuff. They, no, they, I know. they have a tutorial, but it's not. I will say it's not great. No, it, it, it's kind of stuff. whatever. But it just seems it's yeah. a weird function where if that's how it's going to work, then let me just go straight to the thing on the planet I want to go to. Like, don't I'll, even like, have I'll, me sit outside the planet to be. I'll give scared. the game like. I I like the fact that it doesn't hold your hand for everything, but at mm-hmm. the same time, there's some things where I'm like, you should you should at least do a little more here right? in explaining what this does or what that does. Cause this isn't the ship stuff. Isn't I, even great. though it is yeah. the next one of these types of games, there are new things here that aren't in the previous games that well, these people have made. So, and the other thing I would say is like, yeah, it is, you know, you could essentially think of it as like the next game after fallout. It doesn't even feel like fallout to me. Like I was telling mm. you, one of the things that's missing from fallout is it's missing. Like I miss vets. A lot. I find myself like, <laughs> constantly doing it, and then realizing, oh, that game doesn't have this. Um, so it does. I mean, it does make it fall back into more of a shooter, which is okay, and the shooting is good. But so there, is, I mean, there's not a vats, but like later on, you do get powers. Sure. So one of the powers I have now, it's not, and again, it's not a replacement for vats because that's a whole different thing. But like the power I have right now, I can literally like lift people up in the air and slow them down. Yeah. Kind of like, but you're not zooming in and picking body parts to shoot like bats. It's, it's just, they're slowed down for like 30 it's seconds. A, it's a minor, it's a minor complaint. It's yeah. just one of those things where I have to get used to because it's not fallout. And then, um, I think the only other thing I don't like is like, I get maybe why it doesn't exist, but like no map is terrible. It's terrible. It's so, so easy to get turned around <laughs> or not realize that like, Oh, this thing is above this, but I need to go down first. Like that whole main, yeah. te- the first like main thing you go to, you constantly have to go in to go down. It's like this is so Dude. dumb. There has to be other it's, ways to do this. So it's it's a game that like it. Def- it's not a perfect game. It definitely no, has not. like it has some rough like roughness around the edges, but I think there's so much good going on that you can forgive some of the downfalls. But like. There are certain things about it that I think are very clunky. The, yeah. the the whole way you travel through space and fast traveling, the maps is, is all like doesn't feel very well thought out. It just feels almost more like a last minute like we just need to get this out. Now. I think we it feels like play. a concession, like like they were trying to do more and they couldn't. Like they get wanted it. to, they wanted to, and they're like, ah, the system just isn't there, you know, but, to do that. To do that, know, yeah. The other argument is. is this game's been out for a week, tech or tech oh, yeah. two days. Like this game is <laughs> going to be supported for years. So oh, things, people have, like in a week change. of early access, people have already made wild mods. You yeah. know, within a month or two, somebody will make a mod that fixes the map. Yep, 
There'll be a mini map, so, or they'll do this, they'll, or they'll do that. I hope. I don't think right. they've ever. I, I haven't looked. I would assume they've said at some point, like you'll be able to mod on the Xbox like the previous games, like Fallout and stuff. I, yeah, yeah. I don't think they would turn that off there. Obviously, if you have the game on Steam, you can mod it right now. Well, it's already crazy on Steam. You but. can't really, you can't really mod it on on the Game Pass version on PC because they kind of lock that down. But yeah. Um, Matt, you see, you played a little bit of it because I'll I'll talk about it once. Yeah, you guys I about it. well, I downloaded it like you know when it was pre-installed um, on my PC, and I maybe played like three minutes of it yesterday. Okay. <laughs> so like, I just tried to like, I was like, well, let me just see what it's like. Let me get started with it and kind of see what it's about. Um, <clears throat> I mean, I can't really talk much to it, but I mean, it it seems interesting. Like, okay. I, it, I takes a, it takes a little while out of the gate. Like, yeah. you don't even make your character for a while. Exactly. Yeah. So, so I mean, it's I, a little I bit will, into that mission. Yeah. yeah. I think I'm going to give it a little more time to see how I kind of feel with it because I, I'm not a huge fan of like Fallout and all of those other games. Mm-hmm. So, it's. <sighs> It, it might it might not be my realm, and that's to, totally cool. But to be fair, the game does start fairly quickly. Like you're not locked in to like you do this like first mission, and it's pretty much from that point. It's like okay, you can go now, and it's just oh, okay. Yeah. You're ready to go. Like even games like Fallout, like the older ones, would t- like you know three. You're in the vault for a while in the beginning. I'll, yeah, like, like I'll that. say like you're kind of gotcha. given the reins of that ship like real fast. Yeah. Okay. In a way that it's almost questionable. It like, little, it's, a little odd. Do this. <laughs> it's a little odd. It's a little odd. The guy's just very happy to give his ship away. He's, to he's ready to go. Like, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's a little bizarre. I'll say one more thing before you talk about it too much, Kyle. So the other thing that I that is annoying to me is, obviously you're in space, so there are multiple times where you'll have to wear a spacesuit and wear a helmet. That's fine. Yeah. I get it. So one of the first things I did was you get a you get like a favorites menu where you can put like, what is it like 12 things on it because you can put three yeah. things on each thing it's just so i was like, like okay when i'm in like a town i don't want to run around with my spacesuit and my helmet on so i'll take that off and then i'll favorite my spacesuit and my helmet to one of these buttons so i can quickly put it back on selecting it again does not take it off <laughs> like what like it should be like a toggle it shouldn't be like so yeah. to take it off if i want to take it off while i'm in the town i have to go into a menu to take it off and the menus are clunky they're so clunky. They're it's not. It's weirdly laid out. It's weirdly laid out. Um, there's quadrants, but then there's also things on Bethesda this Bethesda has done better in the past. Like I don't think they've ever been great with their menu systems. That's that's one no, thing I'll haven't. say. Like as someone who's modded a lot of uh, Skyrim and uh, Fallout Four, people make mods to fix that. And yeah. make way better menus. Like, <laughs> they well, do really fast. You know, so. It's always been like that. Like but, the, pit, the pit boy is cool in theory. But yeah, you know, it gets cumbersome after a while. But the the, the spacesuit thing does it, it does kind of trigger me a little bit because like there like if you're walking around like for example the main like that main planet you go to in the beginning that's like kind of the hub like you just be walking around people will comment like you don't need to wear a spacesuit here yeah. guy like <laughs> like you can breathe just fine like you idiot like they'll, they'll well, say stuff too, to it's you. like in first person <laughs> there's no way to tell if it's on or off aside from that. Like there's not yeah. even like an indicator uh, on the screen that would be like your space. Like maybe like it's the off. fact that like the border like might be there. You know, no, what I mean? it's just it's just first person. But you know what's even more? I'll tell you what's even more bothersome. Well, you can't set it up so that like okay, like 
and I'm sure somebody will mod this. It might even already be a mod where, like, I feel like you should be able to set it up. Like, okay, I'm on this planet where I don't have to wear a spacesuit. I should automatically be in my under whatever I'm wearing my underneath jacket, right? Because yeah. yeah, jacket, right? Um, your your companions that that works like that without problem. Yes. <laughs> but not the, for you like because the first thing i did the first thing i did was like i left that planet and i went to I yeah. think you, you go to like a mars type planet yes and you land and you land and immediately it's like you're dying you're dying i'm like oh shit i forgot to put this thing on <laughs> so i had to run it you know and then by that point it's like you've lost this much health so i had to go back in the spaceship and rest to get rid of it like that <laughs> it's just dumb okay. because it should be if you're gonna step onto a planet that will hurt you it should automatically put your suit on it should yeah, be yeah. Quite, if, I, if you have but the fact that it does it for my followers, like yeah. whoever I have following me is absurd. Just because, like, I'll see them. It's like they're in a spacesuit, and the next thing I'm back on that Meg Hub planet, I look over to the the chick or whatever I have, and she, she's just out in her regular outfit. Yeah. It's just a like, weird cool. thing that like it should just be an automatic toggle kind of thing. Uh, it's it's like weird stuff like that. But the thing I'll the biggest thing I'll say about it is like it is a game like. Yes, there are little, like, minor complaints about, like, some oh, things yeah. are clunky and stuff, but, like, how shocking is it that this game came out and it's not your typical Bethesda garbage pile mess? It works. Like, think about it. Like, when when Skyrim launched in the 360, the first month of that game, which I did everything in it the first month before the patch came out, that, that game ran without the proper textures half the time. That game barely worked on the PlayStation 3. Remember that? <laughs> it's yeah, barely, so. well, yeah. They, they have functioned. a long history of... Yeah their game's not working great on PlayStation. <laughs> it's been well documented, but um, like Fall 4 was kind of a mess even too. It, it launched, like each one of these games has always had the Bethesda chain. Yeah. And there's a little bit of it here, but like for the most part, it's an incredibly polished game. Like yeah. it, it works. Nothing. I've not seen anything game breaking, like people falling through a floor or something. Like <laughs> nothing crazy like, like that. that. I haven't gotten stuck on anything. Or like you remember the the good old like the dude's head spinning around. Yeah. Like, like the Exorcist style. Yeah. Like nothing like that has happened. Let me ask you this: the first like mission, like the pirate mission. Okay. Yeah. How did you end it? Oh, I think that so I I will preface I played twenty two hours okay so the pirate like you mission you get you go through that lab and you work your way to the roof because the guy wants your shit because he thinks there's something in oh it. yeah yeah okay so because I, I should preface by saying I'm playing as you in yes. the game because that's, that's the long standing tradition since yes. Fallout Fallout Four when I when my character already kind of looked like you and, I, and my buddy and I were like let's just do this and it worked. Yep. I was able to tweak this, and now I kind of kick myself because I've seen people like Frazier. I've seen people like, uh, my favorite one. I, that's a common one. My favorite one I've seen is Willem Dafoe. Yeah, that's a good one. I'm too. sort of an industrialist yeah. myself. Yeah, that, like, that made me laugh. Um, but I, I, I played. I told you I made Becky Lynch. Oh, nice. Um, yep. You're so in the game, uh, Spacer Dan or whatever. You you were a uh, space scoundrel. And uh, you, it, the perk I picked for you is you're always wanted. So like every, so what that does is like every so often I'll I'll float to a you know I'll I'll, I'll warp the ship to a new system and I'll immediately get hit by some bounty hunters. <laughs> you can either pay them off or fight them. But your character also is a smooth talker. Okay. So in that pirate mission that you had, I talked them down. Me too. Yeah, and I was, and they finally were like, "Yeah, this really isn't worth it." This I, just, I was I, like, I, I, yeah. "I told him, I'm like, yeah, man, there's nothing in this ship." And he's like, "Really?" And I said, "Yeah, man." Because I'll say here. too, like, they, like oh, never so mind. They, 
they kind of took the persuasion system of Oblivion, but they've made it better, in my opinion. Yeah. Like, it's interesting how it works, because it's just like a little, like, like addition game, basically, where you get different points for what you're going to say. Reminds me of another game, too, I can't quite place. There's another game. It's well done, because I, and it's not, I'll say this, like, I thought, like, you know, first couple conversations I had, because you're, you know, your character, Space Dan here, he has the the perk or whatever, but no, I I have failed those two. Mm. We're just like no, they're like nah, buddy. We're fighting it out. I get um since I picked a, I made my class a bouncer. I get intimidate bonuses. Okay, it's that's basically, good. It's basically oh, cool. like I'll kick your ass if you don't like step off. And people are like, okay, never mind. I don't want a part of this. So I like um, I like that in the game where you can kind of just talk your way out. I've of always stuff. enjoyed that yeah. with with all of their games. Like mm-hmm. you don't always have to solve everything by killing everybody. Yeah, like you can that can you get can talk your way out of it. Yeah. They can get tedious, so yeah. um, so I put I so I put about twenty two hours into it thus far. Uh, I I mean the bold the bold statement I'll make, which you know will probably trigger some people. I for me, like I was excited about the game. I'm looking forward to it for a while. I am also the the target demographic for a Bethesda RPG, so that's what I'm looking for all the time. And I will say, of this console generation, it, so far, it is my favorite exclusive game that has come out for a system. And that is counting War, that's counting Horizon. Oh. Um, I guess you can count Miles Miles, but that was on both. I wouldn't count that. Um, even the yeah. Demon Souls remake. So. Now, again, we're a month away from Spider-Man yeah, 2. Yeah, Spider-Man change. might change that, yeah. <laughs> it might change in a month, but like for me, this is, this is, this is what I've been looking for, I, and I've been looking forward to it. Um, I will. I will not say it's the best Bethesda Studios RPG because that's always going to be a limiting for me. This game doesn't have like when it started. It for me, it didn't have the wow factor that some of their other games had. Obviously, for me, Oblivion was the big one. Walking out of the prison, yeah, you know, getting out and like, oh god, this world is huge. You know, Skyrim had that to an extent. Fallout had it too. Uh, Fallout like, had it as well. Like, oh my god, yeah. This game, it's more like you, you get it gradually as you start to go to different planets and then you kind of realize, okay, this game's actually pretty big. Like there's mm-hmm. a lot going on, but it's not an immediate, you know, thing uh, that, that the intro mission that you play with the, you know, you're kind of in like a mining situation. Yeah. You get a yeah. little, uh, like tutorial mining laser. Yeah. yeah. Like it's, it's okay. Like of a, of an opening mission. It, it just, it feels like everything's kind of ru- Like I said earlier, everything's kind of rushed to you. Like all of a sudden it's like, Five minutes later, you killed a couple pirates, and this guy's like, "Here, you can take my ship." You know, it's kind of that's fine. Though there's a theory about that because, like, I don't want to say that like I spoiled it, and I'm not going to do spoilers, but my I have a theory about that now that I've read what New Game Plus is. I know what it is as well, so I won't say what it is here. But based on what that is, it could kind of explain why the beginning of it is rushed. As and, quick as and it is. certain people are just like, yeah, man, it's cool. That's totally because cool. You, because the thing you also have to remember is this is the first time they've ever done a new game plus. Right. They've never and done that for any of their and it's, a, and it's from what it is, it's like it actually sounds like it's pretty it's, pretty interesting. Yeah, think yourself like if kind of weird. If Oblivion or Skyrim had New Game Plus, would you want to do that first mission over again? Every would you time? Like, would you, you want to relive the vault? Yeah, like no. Do you want to relive your buddy? Hey, wake up. <laughs> No. I don't think I want to see that no. every time. Oh god, so. no. Yeah. But, <laughs> but, but based on what this is like 
you know, obviously you have to get to that point and, and, and do the new game plus loop. But I feel like maybe that will somewhat feel like it makes more sense at, as you play the exactly. game over and over again. Um, so I, I have played a little bit on PC. I primarily played on the Series X. Uh, and I, you probably won't be able to really speak to this because you played in a streaming capacity. So mm-hmm. the 30 frames is not even... A, no, a, a, as I predicted, like, nobody's even talking about that, really. No. <laughs> like, it's like Zelda, where, like, before that, I was like, oh, maybe it was... No, it's fine. Um, I will say, like, playing it on PC, running it a little bit higher, you know, you can run at a higher frame right there. It, it, I mean, it's fine, but I, I'm also the kind of person, like, I work at a desk eight hours a day. I don't want to sit at my computer desk for another couple hours yeah, playing a game. So sure. if I can sit on the couch, I would rather do that. Uh, but I don't feel like I lose anything going over to the to the Xbox. I also don't have a 4K PC monitor. It's 2K, so it definitely looks sharper on an OLED or even the TV in the office here. Um, that The other thing I'll say, because this hasn't really been a thing with the other Bethesda games, but like, and that was why I wanted to test that opening day or whatever day the early access started. Like, the cloud-saving feature of just like, hey, I started this on PC, I'm going to go play on my Xbox, worked flawlessly. And this is a Bethesda game where you're going to have, like, a lot of saves. Because yeah. I don't know if you're like me, I just save, save. I don't save over saves. I, I don't either. Save. Yeah, I have a so, ton of saves already. and I, I will say, like, hours. syncing my saves between Xboxes has started to take a little bit longer, but it's not what it used to be like. I remember going between my system and a friend's to play Fallout, syncing like 150 saves took like an hour. Yep. So Jeez. it doesn't seem like that, you know, anymore, at least. It's like a couple minutes at that. But um, so I played I played like roughly two hours on PC. That, that's where I sat and fine-tuned your character, actually, because I had the keyboard well, and mouse. So I was able to do all the sliders. The sliders. Like, all right. Yeah. <laughs> um, but then I, you know, I quickly kicked it over to Xbox. I really haven't looked back on like trying to load it up on PC. Um, I, I mean, it's it's everything that I want out of this type of game or RPG. Like the exploration, like the more I play, the more I'm like, okay, it does have kind of the, the, the big stuff that I'm looking for. I told you, like, I bumbled into a planet where I think what the planet is used for specifically is you can change your character's appearance and, and everything there, but it's dull, it's done in almost this like cult like way. So like the planet is really weird. Like when you land there, it's called, uh, Par- it's called something Paradiso. And, like, I just bumbled there because I was like, ah, what's on this planet? Because I, I had to fly to this specific system so it would open up the next one that I was going to. Okay. And I happened to see a planet. I'm like, I'll just land here and see what's going on because it's kind of a tropical environment. So I went in there. I just kind of bumbled into this office where people are uh, just waiting. And then the lady went through everything about how I can change myself cosmetically. But, like, it's like the way they do it, it's almost kind of creepy. And then they're like, or you can also go, like, check out our resort and it's like done really weird mm. so i went and talked to somebody at the resort and it's still it's like that like very weird like hey you should come stay here nothing weird's going on man. yeah like yeah, it's yeah. like that yeah so there's something going on there but i was like <laughs> i gotta get back on the mission i'm doing so the mission i did um because it and i i it's out there now so i don't think it's like a major spoiler but um, it's it's probably the coolest mission I've seen in the game. So it gives you access to a pretty good suit. Although there is a, I'm sure you've seen the glitch. I got it. You can get the best. I did it too. I did so, it too. 
But um, so there's a mission you can get, and I don't even remember how. You, I think it's in the first mission. You pick up like uh, a recording or something, and it unlocks this mission for the Mantis. I don't know okay. if you got that. No, I didn't okay. see that. So the Mantis in this universe is kind of like a uh, vigilante, like Batman type character oh, okay. that fights sure. bounty hunters or, or, or spacers or whatever they're scoundrels, whatever they're called. Like my character. Yeah. Um, so it's the way that it's presented. It's a, it's a, it's a woman and it's kind of her reporting to her son, like, Hey, you know what? Sorry. It's, it's a, you know, I've passed. You can come to this planet and, and you know, find, find the stuff that I've left behind yeah. basically kind of thing. So you, so you go to this planet there's a big fucking war going on where people are trying to blast into this base. And I'm like, all right, so you, you blast your way in and then you fight a lot of people. And it comes apparent as you get further and further into it, there's there's booby traps, there's a puzzle, and everything. there's a lot of work to get into this place. Sure, yeah. This okay. person, like I said, was like a Batman-type character, and she was leaving the mantle and her ship and everything to like her son, who's kind of a piece of garbage. And that person, like, I, I don't know if they're not there or they're just dead. Like, they never, they clearly never made it because you pick up recordings of sure, yeah. them trying to make it there. But the, the result of that mission is you get that suit and you get that spaceship. So that's the ship that I ride now. It's called, like, the Razor Leaf or something. But, like, she literally has, like, a bat cave that has all this stuff. That's cool. But unlike Batman, she's fucking killed a lot of people because there's a lot of body bags in this place so oh, uh, but it's a, it's a really cool mission but again that's kind of like you were saying with you know walking around because i did that mission as well where you're walking around you just hear that thing about the power and then yep. it just adds it to your thing it was like that like i just went to go do this mission i didn't know anything and then i read after i did the mission because that's the thing people are like oh you should go do that because you get a better spaceship right away yeah so um the game like so it is, I mean, it's well documented, like it's software help with the shooting. I think it does show in the game, like the shooting is a lot more fluid than say Fallout. Um, oh, yeah. But again, the difference there is Fallout, the whole point of shooting in that game was bats mode. So you're yes. slowing it down and picking. This is this is not like that. So I think they needed that help to make more of a shooter because that's not what Beth- Bethesda, yeah. they're not looking to make no, a shooter. No, we talked about they're like looking to make an RPG. Four, four passes as a shooter. Like, you can shoot from the hip and stuff, but that is not how the game is designed. Three yeah. is you cannot play that game as a shooter, like, <laughs> almost at all. Like, it is not designed for that. So No, not at all. Um, and again, like I said, my, my gripes with it so far are very minor. It's the yeah, clunkiness of like, the menus. It's the, you know... Picking at, picking at tiny stuff that could be fixed, like... Um, I'm not even like, and I was already prepared for it going in. I knew about the like, you're not going to fly your ship into the atmosphere of this planet. I knew that, so that didn't right. bother I did, me. I did too, but it's just, but, I th- I still think it's weird how we, how they decided to do it. Like we could have. It's weird because like you like, and that's the map problem. Like you have a map that works essentially like Mass Effect when you're in your spaceship to pick planets and stuff to go to. But then when you get on that planet and you get the local map, it's just it's trash. It yep. doesn't help you at all. And that's well, one of the biggest downfalls. And if I can only land, if I can only land at like three or four different places on the planet, then just give me a list of the places I can do it, and let me pick from the list. You can. Yeah. So unless it's a body of water, you can land wherever you want. But you know what? But like, obviously, like these are the four places you could go. Like, if I if I know yeah. I need to go here quickly, just let me pick that as a thing and hit go for sure. Um, but yeah, my, my gripes with it are very few and far between so far. Yeah. Um, I mean, obviously I'm going to spend a lot more time with it, 
Um, I do also think it's telling, like, you know, we're, we're talking about how it's easy to lose yourself in the game because, like, it doesn't seem like the achievements are very hard to obtain in this game, but they're all still at, like, a rare um, percentage because I think sure. I think that's what happens. I think people load it up and they go, oh, what's this thing over here? And, like, five hours later, it's like, oh, this has nothing to do with what this main quest is. No. I've done more more of the main quests, obviously, than you have. So I've collected a lot more of those artifacts, and now it's getting to the point where it's like, oh, there there are different powers you can get. Um, and like I said, I only have the one so far, but I have two missions unlocked right now that will get you more of them. Yeah. Um, and they're kind of handled kind of like uh, how you would get powers in Skyrim. You use oh, the yeah. left bumper, right bumper at the same yeah. time. Yeah, okay. But you can only have one on at a given time. Sure. So. Yeah, I, I think overall, I think so far, I think it does a pretty good job of living up to like the hype it created for itself. Like this right. is it does. this is the game that I thought it was going to be. You know, obviously, a lot of yeah. the stuff you see online is people <laughs> dumping on it for a variety of reasons. But the number one being that like it's a PlayStation versus Microsoft thing at this point. It is. I this can't point, believe man. they would make this make this exclusive. It's like you really like they were going to like they always were going to. I still don't think. I still don't think Elder Scrolls Six will be just because. I don't think I don't think that's so either, established. But that's established. Could. The only reason why I would argue against it is because I think it always was going to be multi-platform when they first got Bethesda. Yeah, and then after all the fuckery of Activision, I could see them going, eh, not anymore. So or, or, time, I, or timed exclusivity might. But at the come same back. time. If Microsoft is smart, which they are, yeah, what what matters the most? The bottom line, money, money. yeah, and they're going to print money with an this, Elder Scrolls. This was 6. meant to sell. Starfield is meant to sell Xboxes and Game Pass, and and ES Six is meant to make money. That's it. I will say, yeah. I was at, I was at, uh, I think it was Walmart yesterday. I I watched a guy buying a copy of the game for Xbox. Yeah, so. People are just buying it. Yeah. It's not everybody just playing it on Game Pass. No, so it's a, it's a game that's um, worth buying. If, yeah, you, if for you're sure. not a Game Pass member, it is worth buying. You should be a Game Pass member, but if you're not, and that, that's the other argument I would make is like I think for the first time for a first party game since Game Pass has been available, this is the first one I could say easily like. You could go out and buy this game yep. if you don't want to have Game Pass and be fine. Yep. Whereas, like, a lot of these first party Microsoft games come out, it's like, ah, eh, you can just have Game Pass. Yep. So, I think that's the, the smartest thing here. So. For sure. Um, I will have much more to say about Starfield the next time we record because I'll have a lot more of it under my belt. Yep. Um, I plan on diving a lot into it. I've got some vacation time next week, so I'm playing a lot of it. Um, the only other game that I've played out quickly, talk about it. Is Armored Core 6. I have also played Armored Core 6. Um, I have not played... I'll preface this by saying I've not played an Armored Core since, like, 1 and 2. Oh, yeah? I didn't play I didn't play any of the 360 ones, even though I own all of them except one of them. <laughs> uh, and they're all... And the thing now is, like, it was always one of those games, the one that I don't own, where I'm like, ah, I'll get to it later, I'll get to it later. And now that they brought this series back, it's like a $100 game. Oh, wow. For the 360, yeah. because everybody wants to get the whole series. Um, it's, it's awesome. The little bit I've played of it, I've put about mm, five, six hours into it. I had very little bit of time to play this. And then I made that early access decision for Starfield. So that kind of just like put Armored Core <laughs> on the shelf, which is fine. Like that game's not going anywhere. Yeah. Um, 
But the bit I played of it, it very much is, it does have that difficulty level like Dark Souls, but it is not Dark Souls. It is more about, as as classic Armored Core is, like, you're going to spend a lot of time in the garage fine-tuning your mech. And the game is about, like, okay, you get up to this boss and this mission, and, oh, man, this guy kicked my ass. Well, now I need to go back into the garage and decide what one of my 100 different weapons I have is going to be the best to take on this specific boss. So it's it's that kind of challenge versus Dark Souls. It's just, okay, let me go grind levels for a couple hours. Now I can do this boss. So but with the mech, it's, you have to put it in the shop to, like, alter the weapons to go into that mission? It's like the – so the way the way the game's structured, like, when it opens, there, there's kind of, like, an intro mission. It, mm-hmm. The story of – the one thing I'll say is the story of the game is lackluster. Gotcha. It is what it is. You're, like, a nameless prisoner that – is out basically kind of out on parole working for some shadow corporation kind of thing. It's, it's whatever. It's, it's not a great story. Um, <laughs> but that's, it's not the point of the game for, for an armored core. Um, but you work for this like company. And then once you get through the tutorial, you just do missions for this company and they keep hiring you. Um, and so the, the menu system of the game, uh, or like the hub or whatever, that is the garage yeah. where you can do, there are tutorials you can do to learn different tricks. After okay. certain missions, you'll unlock, you, you get money, obviously you get paid for the missions you go on, and then you can unlock different weapons, uh, different armor and whatnot. For your so you're constantly upgrading it uh, and everything. It does have some sort of online component. I did not check that out. I probably will never check that out because I, I assume it's PvP and like, that's... A PvP mech, like no, that's not for me. <laughs> do you use, or do they use like skins, or can you alter your mech how you want to? So you can actually go as far as to like create your own designs on a computer, like through Photoshop, and upload them through like their website and download oh. them on your system. Like they go hard in this one. That's pretty dope. Uh, that's pretty cool, um, and I'm sure that also lends itself to like whatever PvP mode it has. Because I'm sure you'll see wild shit people have created for their mechs. But you do get different body pieces and stuff for your mech too. You can you can colorize the mech however you want. Like there's a insane color palette for it. Uh, but there are different like styles of like head pieces, chest pieces, legs, and then your arms are obviously going to constantly change depending on what weapon. Yeah. Like right now, I have a sword in one hand, and uh, I think it's a pistol. Um. I enjoyed the little bit I played. I was like, this is really good. This will be my, like, one of my, like, end of the year. I'll run through it when I don't have anything else to play. Because yeah. I just, it's, it, it is the worst time to put it, put anything else right now. <laughs> like, anytime you put out, like, a Bethesda RPG, like, you don't want to put anything else out right. around it. So I'm glad they picked September. And that it's going to be, that's the other reason why I want to put a bunch of time into Starfield next week. Cause got Mortal Kombat coming out. So. Um, but oh, Armored Core, so like, the, the five, six hours I played, I, I enjoy what I played of it, but that's very much going to be a end-of-the-year game for me. Once everything else is out, I'll run through it, but it's good. I nice. have enjoyment. So, nice. uh, Dan, you've played another big, hot release yeah. this yeah, past week that you want to talk about that I want to play, but again, I'll play it later because I'm playing Starfield. I played a very, <laughs> very good game called Sea of Stars, which is... Uh, I'm playing on, you know, it's free on plus, which is incredible. It's also on Game Pass, which is incredible mm-hmm. because this game yeah. is worth like just worth buying. It's so good. It's an old it's an old 
retro inspired style like RPG. What what does it mostly resemble? As far so as there's a couple. There's a couple is, games. Okay. There's a and like so Chrono Trigger is definitely one that you'll kind of get a feel of that. Like in terms of like you see okay. enemies and you go into them and then it starts to battle on the field. Um, it also reminds me a lot of Golden Sun, which is like one of my favorite RPGs of all time. Oh yeah, it's a okay. Game Boy Advance game because you have like that's cool powers and stuff that you can use uh, outside of battle. It's not a ton, but like there's there's powers you use outside of battle to, to kind of explore a little area and there's little puzzles to solve to get to chests and all that kind of stuff. And then there's other like it reminds me of you know Secret of Evermore and Secret of Mana just in terms of the way it feels to like to play this game. It's such an amazingly good like RPG. The story is phenomenal so far. Um it's a little cliche but every game is so who cares? But, you know, you start at you're these two kids and you have your your best friend. But the two of you were born to be, you know, these warriors to fight against this great evil. Right. When you're older and when you finally show that you're ready to begin your training, you get locked away for like 10 years to do nothing but train for this thing. So what how it works is one of you has uh, moon powers and one of you has sun powers and you are able to defeat this like ultimate evil thing odd like during the eclipse you have to get to this certain point during the eclipse and like the people who were trained before you are going to be there too along with like the guy who trained you like the in okay, yeah you're all gonna okay. count because you the only time your powers will work to defeat this thing is during this eclipse so you set off on your little journey um your best friend he kind of meets up with you as you're about to leave and he doesn't have any powers but he's like i'm coming with and they're like and you know it's great because like he shows up and the, the gang's back together. He fights in battle, too. Like, he's, like, a, a defensive guy, whereas the other people are, like, staff and, and sword. So you set off on your little journey, and um, you eventually get to this, like, eclipse part where you fight this big bad thing. And, of course, when you know it, something happens after you after you beat it, which really starts the game. Um, okay. but, that's, but that's, like, eight or ten hours in when the, when the plot finally starts, like, to start. Where okay. where you feel like there is a greater purpose to this, um, the the thing about it that I guess you could complain about is the battle system can be overly complicated if you're not um, thinking ahead. So it is turn based. It's like you do get to wait and like pick your turns, but okay. um, there, things are timed. So occasionally, like an enemy will get like a timer on it that says like. Um, in one turn, it's going to do something, but you have an ability to like break it where it'll show you have to hit it with like a sword attack, a staff attack and a moon attack. And depending on the combos and like abilities you do, you'll like basically knock out those tiles. And if you break it, it can't move on its next turn. Um, Sometimes it's impossible to do what it asks, at least right now. So you're like, you're going (laughs) to get hit. So you kind of have to mitigate like, is it worth trying to hit this enemy now or is it worth trying to hit the other enemy so that doesn't go in three turns? Um, yeah. Okay. There is not necessarily, there's not a, there is a penalty for dying, but like if you get knocked down, you're not out. And um, there's no, you can like revive people, but essentially if you get knocked down, they'll come back in two turns with half health. So sometimes I have played where it's smarter to let someone die. And let them okay, come back in two turns. But if they get knocked down again, then it's three turns to come back. Okay. 
Um, the game's not overly difficult, but it can be challenging. You know, those are yeah. two two different concepts where um, I've gotten by 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 at the end, but um, it, it's it's got so many like different other little different like systems in it. Like it has a a food like a cooking aspect to it where you find recipes and you have to collect ingredients and you cook these things and they do different things, but you can only hold hold a certain amount of them. So you kind of have to do that. There's um, one of the other cool things about battle too. This is kind of out of order, but when you finally get like your fourth person, you only have three people on a team. You can swap anyone at any time. So That's cool. you could, gotcha. if you want the, the poison person to come in, you take out one of the other people, and put the poison person in. There's That's also cool. a, um, <laughs> There's also a, a mechanic where if you attack something, like little like balls of light shoot out of it. So then you okay. can, on your turn, you can absorb that to do a, a stronger attack or like an enhanced attack to do more damage or hit one of those tiles or something like that. There's a lot of like playing off and like what, who has to go next and mm. should I save this for something later? Does it, um, for the story, does it have voice acting or is it all text? No, it's all text stuff. Um, it, it does it's- have weird... I think I've only seen three of them. Weird animated cutscenes at certain points, but they're very short. That's and it's for like, well, one of them is when you see like the older versions of like the people who are like the other guardians, like the older versions of the people. Yeah. They come out and like that's how they're introduced. Uh, it was like a sort of weird like anime cutscene. Um, you know, I have a pirate crew that's helping me out, and we had to go fight this like demon lady to get a coin like there's a whole bunch of shit that you just have to do <laughs> it's, it's 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 very old school rpg but it's just um i don't know man like so good like it's, very it's, well and like yeah. lovingly made it for, looks like, incredible it plays incredible the music is incredible um like the music is nothing but bangers every every song so far Real, okay. is a banger yeah um, that's important for those. Yeah, things, yeah it so is for sure. Like battle music's great, boss music's great, walking around music's great. Um, the areas aren't huge, so you don't get lost. It's just kind of like you're running around exploring and yeah, well, gee, and there's that a, would be there's a chest over era. here. How do how do I get to that kind of a thing? Yeah. Um, there's some like I said, little tiny puzzle solving. Um, there's a lot of lore in the game if if you want there to be. Um, there's like I said, it only really just kind of kicked into the next gear not too long ago for me where where things yeah. have changed like something okay. something it's real bad happened at this point so now i have to do it's, it it's on my short list of games that i need to get to yeah it's so, it's, it's so good it's unfortunate it was originally supposed to come out in july so mm-hmm. it was planned and then they pushed it really a couple days before something but if so. but if you're like a fan of snes era rpgs like at all yeah. perfect game Perfect game. Gotcha. I don't have any complaints about it at all. It's right. on, like I was gonna say, it's on Steam as well, right? It's on everything. I'm pretty sure. Uh, I know. I know. One of the things uh, is that I think I think it's probably in the news. So you know, talking about that point, I think it's sold very well too, despite being yes. on both of these uh, services. Mm-hmm. People are buying the shit out of this game, so um, I would assume at some point there'll be a physical version of it somewhere. Uh, I know there's a play Asia switch version. Oh, does that count? Maybe For now it does. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's phenomenal. It's probably, it's one of my favorite games so far. And like, I've, it's one of those things too, where 
when I was playing it a couple of nights, I was like, I'm just going to play a little bit more and do like the next, see what the next thing yeah. is kind of a thing. Yeah. So it's like, I love it's it. Yeah. I love it. It's so good. I know that. <laughs> um, anything else or does that cover what you've been That's playing? pretty much it. I mean, I'm back into the baseball mode for who knows why. Well, you, you, we're, we're, I mean, we're down. I mean, obviously more the next time we record, then we're, we're in we're into uh, Mortal Kombat. We're in Spider Man time. We're in Mario RPG time. Yeah, um, yeah, we're getting yeah, close like to that. all three One of those things. Before it, but yeah. yeah, like those are the next like. I'm gonna be playing a lot of all three of those. Yeah, for sure. You know? Sure. Um, how about you? Man? What have you been playing? Um, I am still playing Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Uh, it, it doesn't seem to slow down right now. Like I've gotten into Just matches like, real matches. real quickly. Um, people disconnect from matches, but I think it's the it's more of like the length of the match that people don't want to like. Mm. Once you die, people don't want to sit that around a, and wait. It was a problem for me with him too, so that is it doesn't surprise me either. I I on the other hand like to watch that kind of stuff because like you can learn what other yeah, people are doing exactly. Um, so it, it's pretty cool. Uh, I've been playing with another friend of mine, so me and him link up, and we'll play it a couple rounds every night. Um, it's 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 still a lot of fun. It's entertaining. Uh, it's just something different to be playing aside from normally playing anything else. Uh, there's there is a lot of uh, shit talking that happens inside of it. <laughs> no, no. I, I loaded into one match, and there was these kids, and they were like, uh. uh I'll give you like a hundred dollars if you let me live. And I was like, yeah, okay, sure. Whatever. And then like we loaded up into the game and like five minutes, they were already done. Like they had escaped. And I was like, how the hell did they manage that? And then I was like, I was like, I guess they've been playing like cutthroat for quite some time right now. But, but, um, but all in all, like it is, it's a fun experience. It's fun to see how everybody kind of gets out and how you can, honestly use like if you're a victim you can use the other victims to your advantage like yeah that's what i really enjoy of it uh the other day i I forgot what it was but i think somebody opened the gate and i was like standing in a bush right next to it and i thought they were gonna go through and i was gonna run after them but like once they opened the door somebody just came and attacked them so as they were yeah. getting attacked, I just bolted. I was like, no, that's sorry, a, that man. was always a good tactic in Friday the 13th. Yeah. You could down somebody and just kind of chill by that area, wait for somebody else to come try and help them, and then take maybe at least two people out. There you go. Away, so. um, but yeah, it's it's still a lot of fun. It hasn't slowed down any, which is nice to see because, you know, like Dead by Daylight, like we've talked about, has kind of cornered the market on that. You know, and it's surprising, too, because they just had that alien DLC from yeah, for sure. Yeah, so, that game so, has, hasn't missed a beat or slowed down at all. There's so much so. content for that. It's, like it's I was, because uh, that's why I won't get stuff for it. Yeah, that, yeah. The, the, the big reasons why, because like that should be my game. Like of yeah. yeah. all these, the reason I won't get involved is number one. It, it, it has to be impossible to get into that game at this point because everybody knows what they're doing. Like, people are going to be on point, just like any other long-standing online game. Number yeah. two, the money. Like how much money I would have to spend to get all that because I I would want all that content. Mm-hmm. Like, and you know, there's not like movie a season fan. pass. Yeah. You have to buy everybody. Every once in a while, like Xbox will run one of those DLC sales, but even still, if you add it all up, it's still a chunk of change. Like, oh yeah, for a full video game at that point on a sale. 
Yeah. So to get all that content. So like Nicolas Cage is in that game now as himself. Like <laughs> again, it is a game for me that I should be more into. But I remember at the time it came out, before they did all these deals and, and, and it became what it is, it was just kind of Friday the thirteenth with a generic killer. Mm-hmm. And, and for whatever reason, it, it, you know, it took off because they, I think they started getting all these marketing deals to yeah. bring them to do that. So, I mean, again, my hat's off too because I think it's a tremendous idea for a video game, but I just I can't. Oh, yeah. The barrier of entry is too Oh, Texas for sure. at some point I do want to look at. It's just, again, worst time possible for me to yeah. play that kind of game. Yeah. So, well, it, any, I will tell you, it's a lot of fun. Um, Playing by yourself or, or squatting up and playing with people is a lot of fun, yeah. too. So, I mean, however you decide, if you ever decide to play that game or if anybody out there listening is playing that game, yeah, like, give it an opportunity. It's on Game Pass right now. Like, just try it out. I think you'll have yeah, a lot you know, of fun. It, it will be on Game Pass for Most Game Pass games usually stick around for a year. Unless it's, like, a, unless it's Rockstar and GTA where they like to throw it and take it off. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, other than that, I decided, kind of like foreboding the the news, but with the new PS Plus hike, since oh, I'll be losing a lot of the PS Plus games that I have on my PlayStation, I decided to start trying to run through them. Um, and I downloaded a Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War. Yeah, so you gave that out like maybe two, three months ago. Yeah, um, and uh, it's what you expect out of a Call of Duty game. It's just a bunch of running and shooting. But um, I think it was what I needed to kind of break up everything else that I had been playing and couldn't stay focused on. So uh, I'm pretty sure I'm near the end of it. I was trying to finish it up this morning and kind of got... Then I had to go to the grocery store. Is that Woods going now in this one? No. So it's... uh... I know it's obviously set during the Cold War era. Yeah, it's it's weird because, like, at one point you kind of get to give your character a little bit of different characteristics and stuff like that. But I really don't feel like it, like, affects anything gameplay-wise. I think it's just something so people could be like, well, Call of Duty lets you, like, characterize your person now. That you'll never actually look at. Yeah, (laughs) because, like... I can't imagine, like, I picked, I think I picked, like, two of, like, the generic classes. I really can't remember. But I really don't see how you could play that game any other way. Like, I don't see how you can play Call of Duty sneakily because, like, every mission, it's like, you're like, go here, do this. Shit falls apart and you just got to blow your You might be sneaking for the opening five minutes, but then something stupid will happen or your buddy will step on a mine or something. Yeah, like shit exactly. will pop off. It's over. It doesn't matter. So, so, but I mean, um, for what it is, uh, like you said, got it for PS plus decided. to yeah. play it. It's not, it's not horrible. It's, it's nice to kind of break up everything else here. That was the, that was where I checked out. Cause mm-hmm. I think that was the one that came out after the modern warfare. Remake, where like, yeah. I didn't, I didn't dislike, I actually thought that that was one of the better ones. But then, for whatever reason, that year I may, I, I had like a mental note when the systems came out, like oh, maybe I'll check out that Call of Duty, and then I just kind of never did. And then it became the next year, and then the next year, and I was just like, I, I don't really 
Call of Duty. This then, Call of Duty you know. became for me. You know, I like the campaigns. I'm one of the weird people that enjoys that. Yeah, more same. And I feel like in recent years the campaigns have become less and less relevant because they know they don't have to put any effort into that part of the game. Agree. I think for me, the only reason I like playing campaign is because I want to see how many headshots I can get per each map <laughs> that I'm doing. Because that's like my ultimate goal is just to pop everybody off in the head. And if they're ducking behind a box, how close can I get it to them without it going over? Like, I, I still like many goals for myself when I'm playing that game. So, uh, but yeah, I I definitely think I'm at the end of it. Uh, I don't I like got to the to the point where I was looking for the the big boss any kind of escape. So I can't oh. imagine there's much more like another oh, 20 30 minutes there's, of that game. Yeah, those those two things are always really short. So. Uh, yeah. So I uh, I'm looking forward to doing that and then um I downloaded so I've been seeing this game on uh my phone on the mobile phone called Souls. I don't know if you guys have seen anything on it. No. So I I'm, I'm going to try and get into it this weekend if I can. Um, but it it's been like for some reason like on all of my like feeds, okay. it, it's just been popping up, and I'm like I never even looked at this game, never even talked it's, about this. How they get you? Yeah, yeah, I barely play my mobile phone anymore. So I was just like, but I I downloaded it, and I was like, you know what? Let's just uh, give it a shot. It looks interesting. So uh, maybe next week I'll be talking about that. Okay. Yeah, that's it for me. Or we can we can jump into the news here. There's there's, there's a bit of news. Um, I played a bit of news this week. So yep. First thing that I put in here, I just thought this was interesting. It's and I'll say this is not the only uh, type of story like this we'll be talking about this week because there's well, another one that's a little more prominent. Some more by choice. Um, but uh, there was a recently released game. It, it actually is interesting because I looked into the past here of this studio. There was a... Oh, okay. I know what it is. So, um, the studio behind Shadow Tactics, which I do actually own a copy of that physically, and uh, Desperados 3, which I think came out last year, uh, which is like a... Um, it's like a uh, strategy... It's like one of those yeah. strategy, like isometric, but it's a it's a Western. Yeah. They had a recently a, a new game come out called Shadow Gambit. Yeah, this game, which that is game getting, looks like, really cool. It looks really cool. It's been getting really good reviews, but the developer is shutting down. Yeah, which is a bummer. They basically released so, it and said we're 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 out. We're done. But it's different. Yeah. It, if I remember correctly, here and I'm looking at it, they they are shutting the studio down themselves. They aren't getting yes. bought out or anything like that. No, it's just, they, they said they've been doing on. it for 15 years, and we're gonna yeah. we're gonna find something else to do. But that game actually so, looks really good. I'm interested to try it. It does. Like, I'm interested in trying it. I think it's it like $35, so. though, so I'm kind of... It's on my wish list, yeah. so I'll wait till it's on sale. But uh, I would definitely check it out. Yeah. So, now again, not the only studio closure well, news again, article we'll be talking about. This by season. choice. Uh, mm. That one, at least by choice, so not the worst thing to read. Uh, the Suikoden 1 and 2 HD remasters have been delayed it's until fine. 2024, which is fine. Sure. Like, I don't need those right Wasn't now. Wasn't playing them now anyway, so that's fine. <laughs> no, yeah, exactly. Um, so, I mean, again, it's, yeah, it's a I mean, bummer. I'm, but... I'm really looking forward to them. I think they look great, but, like, yeah, it's, it's that's the kind of thing where I'll wait till it comes out, and then I'll wait for it to go on sale is what I'll do. Yeah. Um, I threw this in here because I thought it was interesting. Uh, a Sony veteran has become Xbox's new director of partnerships in Japan. 
since they've been looking for kind of a like liaison in Japan to help them grow Xbox in, in Japan a little bit more. I mean, I, the one thing I'll say is like they've done better this generation in Japan than I think they've ever done, which is interesting. They're still trying, and they're still trying. And like, to be you know, fair, getting, like they tried in the, the square three, relationship. Is they fake, tried so. in the 360 era, like they really did. Oh, absolutely. I mean, Final Fantasy Eleven is Lost on Odyssey. Xbox 360 for Christ's sake. But um, when it came to the Xbox One, it was really kind of it seemed like an afterthought, and they really just didn't care. Or not care, but I mean, weren't making it a priority. It wasn't a priority, and I think a lot of people that hadn't already jumped ship because of the horrible reveal of the Xbox yeah. One did kind of jump ship when it's like, hey, I want to play all these cool JRPGs that are coming out on PlayStation, but yep. coming to that. No. So, and I think they finally, problem they finally the realize now that like we kind of do need that audience so, out here, too. Yeah. So this, this goes along with that. Um, so... Next next story I put in here, which I think is interesting. So Night Dive Studios, which are the people that they've done a lot of uh, what you would now refer to as the boomer shooter remasters. Mm-hmm. They did they did mm-hmm. Quake One, they did Quake Two. They're doing Rise of the Triad, which comes out at the end of this month. That's, that's crazy. awesome. Yeah, I'm gonna I will 100 get that. Um, they want to remake a more recent game. They want to redo The Darkness. That's from 2007, crazy. which. I am hundred and ten percent in that game. Rule both I would of them. Love, I like both of them. I would. I didn't like two as much as one, but um, two I is more remember, straightforward. Yeah, well, because one was more interesting because it was something new. One was a Starbreeze studio yeah. game, but it was, two is not. It was a that, new it concept. Clearly shows. Yeah, it was like it was a new concept. It was more open because that, that Starbreeze Studio is the same people that made. Um, I know you don't care for those movies, but the uh, Reddit games. Which, like, yeah, no, say what you will about the movies, those games were very interesting and kind of ahead of their time. Yeah. Um, the Darkness kind of did some of that stuff as well. So I would be all down for a remake of That's the, just such, a weird, such a, I would never a weird thing to choose. in 50 years that the Darkness could potentially be remade. <laughs> like, that's be such a weird it. thing, such but a it's, cool, a cool, it's a cool thing to happen if it does. It is. It's a very cool concept. They took it from a comic book. So, yeah, but like I just um, the, yeah. the game, it was an interesting game to play. Like the powers and stuff controlled well. Like remember that was one of those first games ever where it's like just sit on the couch and watch this movie. Okay, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll do that. No problem. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, with obviously the release of Starfield and Todd Howard making the rounds, because he's you know putting his head up for air for you know the first time in like a year. Um, people have obviously are asking them about next things, like Elder Scrolls Six questions. But the other big thing they will constantly keep asking about is the Indiana Jones game. So well, he's given I'm interested in. He's given a you know brief update, but from from the sounds of what he has said, they're halfway done, or they're at the halfway point of what they're doing with that game. Well, which honestly would put it at probably next fall. Maybe a little so, bit after that, but maybe a little bit after. But my but, thought, but my thought is, is if they're half done, they can finally start showing the game. You, I yeah, will say this: right? like, you will, you will, at, you will see that game at the next Xbox conference next year. Maybe, question. Maybe I get a little taste of the Game Awards. Maybe, like Ooh. I can see a trailer where, like, you hear the music and you see the whip crack, whip and crack, shadow, and I want to see him punch somebody, and then just like the shadow. And maybe you get the title of it. Yeah, and, may, or, and maybe, and then it just says 2025 underneath it. I could see it. 
I can see it. I'll, I will help them make that trailer if that's what they if that's how it needs to be done. <laughs> I'll do call, it. Call, call Dan up. He'll tell you how. Yeah, I'll tell you exactly what uh, it needs to be. We will talk. We'll get into the big, huge topic of this week: the, the explosive, in many ways, very poor consumer uh, tone deaf towards consumer decisions Sony has made to raise the price of PlayStation Plus all three tiers. Idiots. It's starting putting a start date on unbelievable. It It started two days ago. It started the day that your direct competitor who has a direct competing service puts out arguably one of the biggest games of the year. (laughs) So that uh, that seems calculated, doesn't it? But here's the other here's the other thing like is it natural to expect a price increase because every subscription service is doing it? And I'm not talking about games. Everything I'm talking going about crazy right everything. Now. Mm-hmm. I got an email last night that Hulu yep. is going up five bucks. Good. Because God. they're owned by Disney. They're doing it the same, yeah. conveniently the same day as Disney Plus is going up. So uh, everybody is doing it because everybody is hemorrhaging money right now because of the writer's strike. But you can't really make that argument with video games, but that that actually might also happen with the writers in the video games. It's coming. Yep. Um, But anyways, I think it would have been an easier pill to swallow, but they went for the extreme with how much. So roughly between all three tiers, it's between 30 to 35% of the increase. So for example, here, the, the basic tier, if you just want to play online and have cloud saves, and the Game Pass, like or Game Pass, the PlayStation Plus, like monthly games that they give you, that is going from sixty a year to eighty. That is absurd. So it is now more expensive than one video game purchase a year to have to pay to play online. Right. All because they want to force you. All because they want to force these people to pay for the ability to download. You know, get two free games a month that they may not even want. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Um, the middle tier is going, what is it? It's like extra. It's $30, yeah. I believe. Yeah, extra is what it's called, which is like the Game Pass equivalent. The only thing that's in the tier above it is you get the PS1 Classics, the classics. and the Game Trials. Right. Those are locked behind that one. Um, the middle tier, what what is the middle tier right now? Is it in one, like one? I thought it was 100 one? Yeah, I thought so too. No, I thought it was a hundred. It's going to one. It's going to one thirty-five. That I know. So maybe you are right. Maybe it's a hundred. It's going up thirty-five. And then the big tier, I know, which is the uh, premium, which gives you, like we said, the PS One games and the trials, along with everything at the other tiers. That is going from one hundred and twenty dollars a year. $260. $260. That's, that's insane, man. Unbelievable. The way this was announced was it, 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 let's we can dig into how poorly it was announced because they, they threw it out as their monthly blog post for what the games in September are going to be, which one of them is the dreadful, awful Saints Row reboot from 2022. Um, the other game is, an, is what? Black Desert Online? So a so PS4 an MMO. MMO. Yep. Yeah. And then the other um, game is a critically panned uh, oh, open world Zero. garbage game. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So you have those three games, and then at the bottom of the press release, it's just like, oh, by the way, and then it goes through that. You know, in a in a smaller font. I'll, I'll also point out that the so other. Uh, um, and then the, the, it's the double gut kick of like 
oh, hey, we're going to do this. Also, it starts next week. Also, if you want to stack time, you better make that decision before September 6th, because on September 6th, that conversion ratio is also going to change. Correct. The conversion ratio. So, like, if you go out to the store right now and buy a one-year, it's not worth a year anymore. It's like nine months. It's nine months now, yeah. Like, um, the the thing that irks me the most about this is they, they do it under the guise of, we need more money to provide you with better service and games. When you're Excuse me, what? What are you talking about? I mean, maybe that's why they chose this month, because they're showing you, like, hey, we have Saints Row. Do you want something better than Saints Row? You know what I mean? Like, But it's, it's, it's very bad. Like, especially, it's the worst time of year to do it. Again, you're going against your direct, your direct competition, who... Did also just have a price hike that was what I think a dollar, two dollars. Like it was, it, it not was very minimal. Three percent. No. Right. <laughs> so it's just well. Also it is, remember, it is incredibly toned down. Was it last year? Microsoft tried to double the price, and they and they people did. went within people went, half no. a day. And then they had to go like, back. You know what? That's our bet. Um. Yeah, and they Sony is they went full steam ahead and did it. It's over. Like eighty dollars just to be able to play online. <laughs> Playing online should be free. We've talked it about should, it. at this point. It should be Playing free. online should be a free option. You want games with your I'll service? Also, I will also roll out there that I don't think cloud save should be hide, hidden behind a paywall because on the Microsoft well, not side, on it's somebody not. else. Yeah, exactly. Like, you, like if you if you let your subscription expire on the Xbox and you decide to go out and buy another one, all that cloud shit still works. Yep. To bring all your saves over. You don't have to have a gold subscription or a subscription, whatever, what is it called? Man? The basic ones, what, like Game Pass Core. and then Ultimate. Yeah. So, but but uh, you don't have to have that to just no. get access to cloud saves. We'll tell you this PlayStation so, thing. I've never downgraded a subscription so fast in my life. <laughs> I went as soon as, as, soon as too, I was yeah. able to confirm that downgrading my thing didn't take place until the day it expired, which for me is in mid-November. As soon as okay. as soon as it said like, oh yeah, you'll get it'll be fine up until that point. At which point it will renew for, uh, you know, I'm just gonna get. I'm just doing standard now. I don't care. I just, I need to be able to play online, which is terrible, but I need it. Um, I've never yeah. downgraded something so fast in my life. Like I went there and immediately canceled. And then of course I get the the pathetic email from them where it's, are you sure you want to cancel? Yeah, sure. we noticed yeah. you canceled. Yeah, sure did. And I hope. And like the thing about this too that that is crazy is this has been out for weeks now. Um, and obviously everybody's shitting on it everywhere. They haven't said a single word about it. No, they won't. They, they haven't defended is, it. They haven't come out and said we understand. No, nothing. They are ignoring it. We're in. We're in <laughs> uh, mid to late two thousands Sony territory. We're in actually uh, arrogant again, and they. They, they they know they're number one. We're in the late PS2 era Sony. Yeah. Where it's going to take something very drastic to knock them down and see the light. <laughs> so uh, it, will take, it will take a PS3-esque failure. Which, it would. Um, you know, because they, they refuse to admit when things don't do well anymore. Like, at least with PS3, yeah. they kind of understood in the beginning, and they worked on that for years during that generation to fix it, and then the PS4 saved it. But... Yeah, they, like PSVR two, they're not. They're never going to admit that that failed. The portal, oh, no. they'll never admit the portal failed. Now the portal looks like even more of a joke. <laughs> <laughs> this does not help that no. shit, right? at, like at all, 
at all. Not that it could play any of this shit anyway, but like, if, even <laughs> if it could, it'd be $160 a year to do it. Like, it's just, it's unbelievable. They, it's just, it, this, we're back to shit Sony. Like, we're, we're straight we're back in that market. And they, they have a history of doing it. And so none of us should be surprised. Not but at all. They're, no. they're blatantly anti consumer. And all they do is brag about like themselves. But I, I would it like is, to see how many how many things are canceled. Um, you know, I think I think part of the reason they did it with like you know a week and a half to go was they're hoping people won't cancel it or they're hoping like they'll get renewals. That that has to be the only reason why they did it in such a short window, right? Because mm-hmm. like even with the game, even with like the the Game Pass stuff, like they announced it well in advance. Um, or when they were doing the, like, hey, you know, Xbox Live Gold is ending. That was, like, what, a month? month they gave you a month like, lead time. Yeah. yeah. They let you know. Whereas this is just like, hey, man, in literally less than a week, this is changing. Um, I got the email, too. I have to look and see what the date is. But, yeah, I also, like, you know, I, as someone who, who has that service and did it to play straight. Yep. And now I, I, you know, if I ever want to play that again, I actually I used that. it. I used it quite a bit. Like to be fair, I ended up using it more than I thought I would just to try stuff here and there. I could care less that it's going away. Not at that. Not I absolutely that. don't care about it at all. <laughs> it's I have the I have the same feeling about it that I had earlier this year when Netflix did all their uh, bullshit, and I said, "Well, I'm out." Whereas, like, I don't really miss Netflix. Well, here's so. here's the other argument. It's like. You're you're doing this price increase and, and claiming it's going to be like to get me better stuff and and, and afford the cost of that. Great, am Until I? Get, good. That's great. <laughs> are you gonna put Are you gonna put Spider Man Two on it day one? No, yeah, because Starfield no. just came out on Game Pass day one, the same day you raised the price. Exactly. Yeah, that's what. So that was the thing. It's like they did the same day. You're not even directly competitive to the equal service, and now you want to raise your price. God of, yeah. is, God of War is not on there. Yeah, the most recent one, which it's it'll be a year in November. But so still, like, but like God of War is not on there. I've I've said this before. Baseball is not on there. Which is the most Last year's baseball is not on there. The year before it's baseball is not on there. <laughs> you drink Those are free. Those are free for you to put on there because yeah. if anyone plays them, it's it's worth it to you. But your direct competitor <laughs> has it on there. It's what insane. the fuck is your problem like i know what their problem is the problem is is jim ryan would spit on you if he saw you in public that's how much he does not care about you he doesn't care. phil spencer would shake your hand yeah and then maybe spit talk on to you, you about starfield away. but <laughs> yeah, he'd probably talk to you about starfield. He'd, talk to you, he'd want to talk to you about starfield jim ryan doesn't even know aside from uh it not being on playstation he doesn't even know what starfield is no you know, the only th- the only game that man knows of existence is called it. Yeah, apparently. Because that, sh- that shows him the money, so. Boy. No, it's it's just, it's it's awful all around, and like, I'm exactly like you were, like, I was the same boat of like, I'm just gonna not pay for that. Nope. Because you at least used it. I used it a few times to play a couple things, but it's not worth it. Well, mine cancels in January, so I ain't worried about it. <laughs> Go cancel it now, um, though. All right. Yeah. Good. Okay. Good. Okay. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Cancel it now, so you don't uh, forget. You know what I mean? That's I was. That's the one yeah. thing I was most afraid of is forgetting and getting charged a hundred and sixty dollars. 
yeah. Oh, yeah. I will tell you too, like to try and refund that is a nightmare. I don't between is it either even platform. It's a lot. It's a very long phone call. No boy. Let's put it no, that thanks. way. <laughs> so I had to refund. I refunded. Granted, this was Microsoft, but I refunded some digital purchase once. It was a very long. It was to be fair. It was not a phone call. It was a chat session. But it oh, was a gosh. very long chat session. So I'm just like, I, it was one of those, like, I think it was, now it's a little bit different because they kind of have adopted the Steam rule of, like, if you use it under two hours. Yeah. But you can only do so many a year. I think it's like right. two or three. It's, well, it's a low number. You know, sometimes sometimes a mistake is That's made fair. when you buy something. Yeah. So. No, and that is perfectly fair. I think the way Steam handles it is, is fair as well. Right. Steam, they just, they challenge you to speed run the game. That's all it is. <laughs> um, next next news article we got an email so I'll read it first this email comes from Grant from Bullard, Texas so this howdy guys I know Kyle was at least very vocal last year on how awful Saints Row was but what do you think about Polishing completely shutting down so as we as we mentioned before that is the other studio that is shutting down obviously this is a little bit different. This is, this isn't you know they didn't make the decision to be shut down. <laughs> Bracer Group is shutting them down. Uh, we we've talked. I mean, I've talked at great length of how massive of a failure Saints Row. You know was. what's funny is now that it's free, I'm going to play it. It's free. I mean, here's the thing. It's I'll free. say. Apparently, it's there's been, been a lot of work yeah. put into it. Been patched quite so a I would be curious. I would be curious now what your impression of it is. Being a fully patched and I would assume hopefully working game. From what I've read, it's very broken. Is now, which is why I was intrigued to play it for free. But then this news came out and it just made me, it made me laugh. It's it made me think of the saying, "Well, if it isn't the consequences of my own actions, (laughs) you made some shitty games and now you don't exist anymore." Sorry, you made. I mean, you took you took. (laughs) You got away from Saints Row. You made the GI Joe game terrible. Ages I, of Mayhem, I which, that which game, which is and it's not terrible. great. And then you went underground for years, rebooting Saints Row into what this is, which is not good. Um, and I gave it a, I, I, this thing. Like I gave it a chance. I didn't. I didn't bind all the people that were giving it shit when it first got announced. I was like, I'll just it's Saints Row. Like, how bad can it really? You know. No, it's just it's it's so devoid of of what Saints Row was, which was just pure fun, right? <laughs> so, and it's just it's not good. So, I mean, it's a shame. I think the biggest shame, at least for me, is like they are a studio that's out of Champaign, Illinois. You yeah. know, so like they're I wouldn't they're not very local to us, but they're Southern Illinois, and there's not a lot of studios in the Midwest. You know, it's mostly California, so. It's going to be hard for a lot of those people to get jobs where they're going to have to relocate. Well, I think because I, I can't say from too much like knowledge, but I think a lot of game development, there's still a lot of room for like independent, like work from home, remote, like your yeah, contracted stuff now, with the way certain teams are built. But um, I mean, yeah, realistically, moving is probably an op is something you'd have to consider. <laughs> so. I mean, again, it's it's a bummer for the people involved. It's a studio that's been around for thirty years. I mean, they also did Red Faction, which I enjoyed. I love Red Faction. Well. Yeah. Um, 
That, it's just, what was it? Gorilla was good. That that Armageddon, even that Armageddon one that wasn't as good. They're still was fun. Still a decent game. Yeah, they're fun. Yeah, it was play. still fun. Um, and the fact that those universes were tied together was fun. That was cool. So they like, there's a lot of like good things you could say, but when you think about it, like all that good stuff was ten years ago. You know, like you know what they very much fit into that category that doesn't really exist anymore, which is D level games. Those right. double A, not triple A. You know, and I think they really did think that they were going to turn Saints Row into a AAA well, game with this new one. Yeah. And just I think I think another reason a lot of this fell apart is obviously like the Embracer Group didn't get that Saudi money, so it's like is, no, it, is it worth even like if we'd gotten the two billion or whatever, maybe we could have kept them alive. But if Saints Row isn't going to sell, what are your plans for the future? Well, we don't really have any. Then it's like forget it, kind of a thing. Um. So that being said, when the studio shut down, Embracer Group is retaining Saints Row and Red Faction. I think. Yeah, I mean, so obviously means, they're going to, but they own it. But. They're gonna put they're gonna put these on ice, though. You're not gonna yeah. see next year all of a sudden. Hey, we're making a new Saints Row. Well, like, it's not, I'd be shocked. If, I'd be shocked if we ever got another Red Faction title. You don't think we ever get another Red Faction? No, Saints Row. Saints Row. There's room for it, but you'd have to. <sighs> I don't know. It's tainted now, but you know, for, we we've talked about it in the past. Like four was kind of like four is okay, but where are we going from here? And so when they <laughs> well, said when they said they were rebooting it, like, okay, that's, that's the best fine. way you could do it. But you needed to reboot it in the same like existing universe because you know Saints. If you go all the way back, like Saints Row One, I don't know about you, like Saints Row One is not a good game. It's it is it's a San Andreas clone <laughs> that had some interesting. It had some interesting things that it did, but it's it's not it's no. not a great game. And then two kind of cleaned it up, and then three they finally said fuck it, and they made like an incredibly two. fun co op experience. <laughs> I will I will say there is a faction of fans that love two and do not like what happened after that, but most people most people think three is the pinnacle of that. It is. Two is very good though. Like two, two is a good balance of the humor, but it still has some of the seriousness. Three just kind of went all all out well, because, with the bonkers, and then they went a little. I wouldn't say time, too far, but they went as full on as they could. By the time three came out, three had to compete with Grand Theft Auto Five. So it, like, it had to be. It had to be different because Saints Row One again is just trying to be a Grand Theft Auto game. Saints Row Two is like towing the line of well, GTA Four has been out for a while. We can make this and be a little bit different, a little more like gang style thing. But then GTA yeah. Five comes out and it's like, well, shit, we can't be anywhere close to it. We have to do something different. Yeah, yeah. so they went the wacky right. route. Which but, now, worked. but now with this newer one, if you know, based on you and what other people said, they tried to go back. They tried to make it a little more. No, there's definitely there's definitely humor in it. It's just it's not. It's current day humor which i don't think works all the time yeah. so um, as, as far as i want to get into that but it it doesn't work and it, it a lot of it too is like it tries to erase its past and it doesn't embrace its heritage very well like you couldn't even put a mention of johnny gat in the game 
you know, right. like he, is, you even, he is that serious. He's not in it at all. Like you couldn't right. even do like a statue or like some little nod, like a weapon or anything. Nothing. There's no mention about anything. I think they mentioned Stillwater once or whatever the name is. Steelport, Stillwater, whatever the name is. We didn't mention it like one time. Weird. That's it. It's very bizarre. So. Um, yeah, it's uh, for that studio and those people, it sucks, but at the same time, I'm not surprised that that is one of the studios in Racer who is choosing to close after that second deal fell through. It's a very easy target to look at and go, you guys made a massively disappointing and unsuccessful game on the heels of another game that didn't sell very well, so I get why they did it. Um, <laughs> I put this in here more because it's another, it's one of our two, you know, ha, I roll stories of the week. Uh, Vampire the Masquerade Bloodlines 2, which just seems like it's been in development forever, uh, was on ice for a while. Apparently it is back, uh, on track for a release next year with a new developer. Uh, it's the developer, uh, the Chinese room, so it's the people that made Amnesia Machine Things. Um, they also made that Everybody's Gone to the Rapture game. Very oh, okay. odd developer to make Vampire the Masquerade Bloodlines too, but um, hey, they're, they're they're promising showing footage of it in January with it being out by fall next year. So sure, um, I you know here's the thing: I've never played the original. I've, I've I've heard a lot of people talk very highly of it. It's a very hard game today to sit down and play because there's only you know it's on PC. That's it, right? And it's you know a pre Steam era. It's a, yeah, it's an old game. So, yeah, yeah, you, yeah. you had to have discs. I actually only physical copy of this. At some point, one of the many trips we took to Half Price Books, they had it for like five bucks. So I have a physical yeah, piece of cool copy. Yeah, that's a cool thing you get for five. Yeah, but yeah, I, I've never. Played, I've always wanted to. I've watched bits and pieces of it like on YouTube. It seems like a really cool game. I, I was excited at one point to play this. I now put this in the category of another game that we'll talk about later in the news. That is, it's in the same category. Mm-hmm. Uh, Final Fantasy 16 got a big patch, updating a lot of stuff. The game they have also now confirmed, to no one's surprise, that they are going to work on two DLC content packs for the game. I'll take it. Is that shocking? <laughs> no. Um, the only the only reason it's 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 a little weird is you know 15. They eventually you know cut off DLCs that were in active production for that game. Like there were ones that they were like, we're going to make these and then never mind. And they stopped. But 16, yeah. like, I think it did well enough. And, um, you know, when is 17? Net prompt, maybe never. But, um, <laughs> yeah, like the, they did some quality of life stuff, which is good. Like little, like you can change the costumes and stuff. Fine, whatever. But DLCs that would just like explore more of that game and maybe give me more backstory on like the other icons in that game would be very good. Um, because like there obviously is a lot of character development for a lot of these other ones and you get to see like bits and pieces of it. Um, you know, having more backstory for all of them would be more interesting or being able to play as them would be cool too. And do like something for them. That would be fun. I'll play it whenever it's out. I'll play it. No question. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're just starting development. Sure. I mean, you know, part of that is to make the game be relevant for, a longer time too, and they have also officially started uh, work on the PC port. Well, that's so. that's a huge part of it too. Get that money, get <laughs> so, that money now. 
And yeah, because hey, you're going to need it. Maybe when that PC port's done, they're like, hey, we can port that on Xbox pretty easy. <laughs> um, as another studio closure, there are a lot of studio closures this time. The studio behind the most critically panned game of this year, uh, Golem, which <laughs> well, I saw the other day at Walmart already for $20 and said that's still not. Still pretty high. Yeah. Still too high? Yeah. Um, they are not making the other... I don't think they ever announced what the other Lord of the Rings game they were making was. No, I don't think so. They, they just said, like, it's, it exists. They were going to make yeah. another game, which yeah. I think at that time everybody kind of raised the eyebrows and said, are you sure that this is happening? Uh, not happening. That studio's been <laughs> shut down. Obviously, that I mean, I don't think we really need to go into it any further, um, but it, it, obviously that game was a massive... I'm surprised it took that long year. to shut it down. I am too. So, uh, this new story I thought was really cool. This, this stuff happens from time to time. And, uh, original Xbox dev kit was uncovered that has a unreleased or part of an unreleased original uh, Xbox game. Uh, That's cool. I always love is, when that stuff happens. Which is a prototype version of a Fast and Furious game <laughs> that uh, did come out on PSP and PS2. was supposed to come out on Xbox, but never did. Interesting. Um, which they have uh, the speculation is that the game uh, the game was kind of canceled because the 360 launch was brought forward. Oh, um, okay. Kind of just kind of messed everything up. Um, the hard the, the hard drive that was discovered also had a pre release version of the Ford versus Chevy game. Um, but yeah, I mean it's cool to see the Fast and Furious thing because obviously it's you know it was on the Xbox, which was a little bit more powerful at that time since so it's a looking version. Of Interesting, uh, but it's it's cool to see stuff that you know was going to come out never. God, I always that, uh, love, you know that never did. I always love how people are still finding this stuff. Where they're like a couple. What was right? it like a year ago when that that Castlevania Dreamcast yeah, game that right. I had reserved as a kid? We found, we found got some dev Dreamcast stuff. It's like you found what? Like who? Yeah, and and now I look at it and go, man, it's probably a good idea that game didn't come out. But well, I mean, <laughs> the Dreamcast. Kid, well, the thing about the Dreamcast is. It died so fast that there's got to be a ton it of did. that stuff out there, right? I bet you we will find more because yeah, I, I don't think I, I Sega's plan for that system was not the two. In, they the didn't two think that that thing was going to be dead no. in two thousand one. No. And again, the thing I always say about the Dreamcast is it competed with both PS one and PS two. That was a pretty damn good looking system, yeah, like for both eras. So. Um, the Final Fantasy Pixel Remaster has sold 3 million copies, which that's is good because that means they'll do more of that kind of stuff. Well, it means, there's a, mar- it means there's a market for old Square stuff. Just, all right, great. Yeah. That sold 3 million copies. Please give me, like, remakes of all of that stuff. I don't even need as I, as I say every time, why, why is Chrono Trigger not playable on I don't just- know. Like, <laughs> that's such a weird... Like, imagine, why hold on to that. Why not? Why not do this? Here's you want a you want a thing you could do that would make both of us happy. How about we get a Chrono Trigger Secret of Evermore, like remat, like yeah, combo pack. We've upresed both of these things. The thing that's crazier is they went back and they patched all the problems of that PC port and added all that functionality that's in the Pixel Remasters and speeding up time yeah. and stuff to that version of Chrono Trigger. Why wouldn't you just take that? That's all I want is that version. Yeah, just put on modern systems. But like, why not? Yep. Why not do like? 
here's here's a here's a remat like the pixel remasters of Chrono Trigger, Secret of Mana, Secret of Evermore. All three of these things yeah. are on one thing. Sixty bucks. Okay, fine, whatever. Those <laughs> are worth weird. twenty apiece. Like it's, but this this is good because it proves to them that people want this stuff. It proves that maybe there's a maybe there's a way like give me tactics advance and tactics or something like all give me your uh the game boy stuff like any any other like outlier stuff you have left over just pixel remaster well. man like just do it might as well you have the technology um, <laughs> if they can make a collection of the game boy advance castlevania games put that out you can do that you've done that you multiple know? times so, um to no one's surprise, the Alone in the Dark game has been delayed till January. Weird. Because, I, I, I mean, obviously you're going to put your game out a week after Spider-Man, and now on the same day as uh, Alan Wake 2, I no. It needs to live in its I own space. I was very happy. Yeah. For, I was very happy for that delay, because I do really want to play that game. And now I will more than likely play that game at launch when it comes out in January. Yep. Um, I thought this was cool. Uh, Stray is going to become an animated movie at some point. Uh, it lends itself to that pretty easily. It does very easily, so I, I can totally see it. Um, I'm not. I'm not surprised at all. So um, I put this in here because I thought this was interesting. There's a new TMNT, not the um, not the one that was just announced the last the last round in one. Yeah, but this is different, and it's going to act as kind of like a little mini sequel to the movie that was just released. I mean, um, it's like a very, I'm down. I think fall 2024 release. So. Strike while it's popular, man. Like, I told Matt the other day, Turtles merchandise this year has sold, I think, was it a billion dollars? My, what I told you, like that article? My it gets son can't get enough of it. He loves every single you, piece of it that's Wal- been released. The Walmart in my town Half of that action figure aisle is turtle stuff. Yeah. I'm not even talking just the movie, but like no, whatever other legacy figures. It's the, it's re- it's the re-releases of the original stuff we had when we were kids. Yeah. It is yeah. um, the mini, like the reaction figures of those figures that we had when we were mm-hmm. kids. They have all of the new stuff. They have the turtles individually. They have them in battle packs with the villains. They have the turtle van. Like re-release <laughs> the turtle van. Re-release the turtle blimp, dude. You know how many people buy that yeah. fucking blimp? I would. You know they did though. <laughs> is it? Yeah, but is it like the old one where it's like the big? Yeah. Where I have it. Oh. I have them. Like the most re-released one. Well, I'm talking like now. Like put it out now. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah oh like, yeah, you're right. I can get the van now. They all they got the versions of them on skateboards. They got the talking ones. Like yeah. remember when we were kids, we got all the weird ass shits. Like here's Michelangelo wearing a Hawaiian shirt and he spits water. Why? Who the fuck knows? Yeah. But he does. <laughs> I don't know. Okay, I'll that's take because it. at that point all that stuff was selling so well they just had to come up with random ideas. But like it's cool because they actually did make all of the villains for this. Like. At Target, they have the pack where it comes with, like, all of them and April and all this. It's like, there's a That's shitload cool. of this stuff, man. And I, I didn't realize how big it was until I read that article. And then I, I actively paid attention the last time I was in uh, Walmart because I, I always run through that aisle looking for clearance. Yeah. Stuff. yeah. Um, like, half the, it's literally yeah. half of that aisle. And it's not a small aisle. It's all turtle shit. And it's all random, like. It's I gotta start. Movies, so I gotta like, start wow. buying it now to put it aside for Christmas so that I can actually. There, have yeah, it there you go. Because it's we, gonna be bad. Yeah, he got. <laughs> we were at the store one day. He had some birthday money, so he bought 
Leo, and it's like, okay, well now I got to go get the other three. The other three. I'm, yeah. I'll get myself a splinter, and then yeah, but then I need to get him some villains. It's just like, damn, dude, it's like 150 dollars. <laughs> Um, but yeah, it's a, 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 it's a no brainer for them to make yeah. that game on top of oh, the, sure. the last one. So, um, we kind of briefly talked about it earlier, but Sea of Stars is sold two hundred and fifty thousand copies already. On top of the game is on both PlayStation Plus Premium and Game. I, Pass. I would assume a lot of those are probably Steam, but that's my guess too yeah. because it's still and also great. I would imagine I would imagine that game probably lends itself very well to a Steam deck. Oh yeah, so, it's just a Super Nintendo. Yeah, a lot of people out there yeah. that have that. So great game. Um, the other the other chuckle game, eye, eyebrow raising story I put in here this week is Skull and Bones has lost its just director. You know, right after that beta, you know that the mentioning of this game makes me angry. Can we just cancel? It? <laughs> just cancel like, can we, the fucking game. Can we? Can we admit that this game will not come out? And Beyond Good and Evil 2 will never come out. I don't out. trust you Ubisoft admit, to deliver anything anymore at all. Of the, no. <laughs> I think I think Skull and Bones does come out at some point. I think it has to it because has. of how much money they have probably Beyond dumped Good and into Evil 2 will not. That game. I think that's just somebody's fever dream. That's not a real game anymore, man. It's almost like it's a joke. Was it ever it a is. real game? I never saw footage of it. Am I ran a video game right now? Like I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I just I don't trust Ubisoft for any for any, realistically anything anymore. Like Assassin's Creed, like you know, there's what four different ones in development, and they're all going to be different. And it's like I don't know. You man, know, there's you know, a new Far Cry in development. This seems um, it seems like we're going back to the thing that ruined it in the first place. Yeah. Slow down. Uh, it's supposedly Splinter Cell, but you know. Well, that's that's um, the other reason I don't believe their lies. Yeah, I've got a little Polaroid <laughs> of Eve's written down. It says, "Don't believe his lies." Underneath it, there, there you <laughs> go. Um, apparently, Switch the Switch successor was demoed at Gamescom behind closed doors. Uh, I saw this flying around too that they they're saying the visuals are comparable to PS5 and Series X, which is. I mean, if if true, that's awesome. If true, but I mean, I would love to see a Nintendo system that is on the same level, like with fidelity that's gotta be, and frame rate. That's got to be docked, though. Oh, I would imagine handheld. It I couldn't be any better than probably whatever the successor deck, right? is. As we've said many times, it has to be the same. There's no way they're going to get away with that, right? I yeah. think they have to I think it's, just, it's probably just closer to like what a Steam Deck can do, right? I would imagine. It I would think so. But yeah, they can't. It can't be poor. It can't be portable only, and they can't risk it being console. It has to be both. I think it's really just probably a Nintendo Steam Deck, right? It, it, that's what it has yeah. to be. And if docked, if docked, it can do PS5 level stuff. Perfect. That's all it has to be. Yep. It doesn't have to be anything better because all that really does is it, it lets them get more third party stuff and then have that third party stuff actually work. But yeah. the downside to that is that might lend it to not being backwards compatible. Mm. And that's that's not good. I don't know. I could also I can see again, Nintendo Nintendo loves to make dumb decisions as well. Not, not to the level of Sony, but 
I could see them doing something stupid like, well, if you own it digitally. I could see that. Um, I think I think the only thing that prevents them from ever dumping physical media media is Japan, because physical yeah. media in Japan is huge. Like just as an well, example, then, like we were talking, I was talking to you about this the other day. Like that Baton Kaidos game for game for Switch, physical in Japan only. Uh, that new Yakuza yeah. game, PS Five, physical Japan only. Uh, what was when I was talking to you about somebody somebody else, Ghost Trick for Switch, Japan only. Oh yeah. Uh, there was another one that we were talking about today, physical Japan only. It's like, well, shit, man, I'm going to have to start importing a lot of stuff, which is fine, but I don't. it makes me need to wait to like make a big order so I don't have to pay yeah. each one of these. Because that Sukaden yeah. 1 and 2 thing, I bet you there's a physical in Japan. In Japan oh, the only? other one, the, the one we're talking about today, that Dragon Quest one that's based on that anime. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Physical yeah. Japan only. Damn. That's how. That's how pretty soon. It's like two weeks. The end of this month. Yeah, that bad. The one that is has like next year. Yeah, Infinity Strash yeah, or something. But yeah, I would like to play. But that. like that's multiple things that I've just mentioned that are maybe not triple A stuff, but that's all Japan only. <laughs> so the Switch, yeah. I feel like the whatever the next thing is still has to be physical media. My hope is that they found a way to make these carts hold more stuff, and that. There maybe maybe there's switch carts and there's switch two carts and they both fit in the same slot, but they do different mm. things. Let's that see. would be the dream, right? Yeah, yeah. Kind of like a 3ds could play DS games, right? That's what you would hope yeah. for. But you can see something. Who knows? Um, you put this next article in here. Which one? So the only up. Oh, I just thought that was I just thought that was funny because that came out like today that that only up game you know what that is right? The yeah, Steam. I'm not the Steam it's a Steam. Games, it's so. a streamer game, but it's basically just oh. like a physics based game where you have to climb as high as you can, and it's just a whole bunch of shit kind of like put around. Like Matt, you know what it is, right? Yeah, I've seen it played. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's a cool looking game because it's just kind of one of those things where like, can how high can you climb? And it's wacky, and you have yeah. to jump over shit. Um, yeah. But the guy pulled it off of Steam because it's too stressful. He's making too much money. I'm out. Pulled it down. Okay, too I much. get it. It's basically remember Flappy Bird. Yes. Remember the, yeah. the thing about that where like that was hot for like two weeks and then that guy was like, I don't no more Flappy Bird. He took it away. It's basically that again. Yeah. So it's you just, know, people were like supposedly having those on old phones and selling, selling old phones, phones and stuff. It's like, hey man. <clears throat> If you've, got, crazy, if you've got man. only up installed on your hard drive, cha-ching. There you go. But it, there you it's go. basically just a streamer game, but I just I think it's is it stressful to maintain a game that's so popular? Oh, absolutely it is. But he could also just be like, I'm not gonna update the game again and just leave it. Yeah. I'm done. Uh, but I mean that game's me. everywhere. That game's been it's everywhere. Huge. Like it's, yeah, huge. it's very uh-huh. big. I also I also go on Twitch like two times a year and that's if I remember James. Yeah, I, I so, not a big I Twitch guy. Don't engage with with yeah. that platform. The only reason I saw it, it was a uh, TikTok. Something came like, up. I, okay. I scroll through TikTok a lot, and so I have a lot of gamers that are doing on TikToks, and so a lot of them were playing. Something uh, came up on YouTube that I saw because I have recently gotten into like the Instagram short videos, which are the same thing. I can lose like a good forty minutes just scrolling through that. Yeah, hey, TikTok, I never try. Yeah, 
I never get anything done. So um, the last thing we put in here is kind of newsworthy, more of a rumor. Um, there are big rumors about a about the September Nintendo Direct. We'll have uh, announcements including a new Donkey Kong game and the potential return of F Zero. Interesting. Uh, which I, it's the right time. I love F Zero. F Zero. I love F Zero. Yeah. It's been twenty it's years. Been twenty years. Now I don't want F Zero GX Switch. I please don't. Like, come on, <laughs> just please. But if that's all I get, I guess I will begrudgingly buy it. But what if it's F Zero GX now? Maybe. Hey, we're working on something for the future. But it needs. That's fine. But I need more. I need more stuff. It can't be the same game. Like it could be this. You know, it's obviously if you're going to give it to me, I want it cleaned up, and you know, obviously controls will have to be reworked and stuff. But um, please don't just release F Zero G. Like I love that game, (laughs) but give me more. Like more courses, more pilots. Um, that game is just so good, and. It's been 20 years. And then if that comes out, then the only things that they left that they have just like completely abandoned are like Star Fox and Kid Icarus. And, you know, they'll pimp them in Smash Brothers forever, but they won't ever make another Star Fox game because they fucked so up sad. zero. But for sure. Um, that kind of does it for the news. We can transition. You have some uh, GameStop reviews to go through this. Yeah, week. I just wanted to read a couple good ones. Another, another somewhat local to us. Yeah, one you know, so one I have, with. one I have been to, one I have done an inventory at. Like, as well. Yeah, it's um, there's just there's some good ones from uh, these are from a couple years ago, but um, I'll read I'll read a couple quick ones. Uh, Five months ago, the manager here is a piece of work. He made me cry. I hope you feel better about yourself. Um, this is a good one. Uh, was just in here with my son. A lady was paying and then afterwards asked for a bag. She was told she had to buy one for a dollar. She said, okay, sure, but the total was 109 So she said that she had to run out to her car for $0.09. Cents. She did and came back in 30 seconds or less. In that time, the associate took the next customer. The next customer wanted to sell a game system. He started to check it. The woman came back in with her nine cents and he told her she had to get back in line behind me and wait to buy the bag. She said, okay, never mind," and left. He expected her to wait 15 minutes for that bag rather than just taking the 30 seconds to sell it to her quickly. It's not like the store was busy. I told him how rude it was. Why could he just quickly sell her the bag when he knew she'd have to wait a while? I normally don't post this side of stuff, but it was shocked because he defended it when I said something. Maybe he woke up on the wrong side of the bed that day. The lady left without saying anything. I don't think it could have bit my tongue like she did. That's insanity. Nine cents. Nine cents. Is that a thing now? Like at some point where they're charging for bags? Oh, certain places do. If you go to the town west of us and like Walmart, you have to pay for bags. But, um, Nine cents. He couldn't have just been like, if she gave him the nine cents, he couldn't just take in the money, set it down, and rang it up later when everybody was doing something. Also, stores have multiple registers. You couldn't have hopped on the second one and just do 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 done. The person taking the game system, you got to wait for this game system like boot up and stuff anyway. At this point, I would find it hard pressed that there is a game store that doesn't at least two guys. Is it possible? We had three, and that was that was 
we never had to, use we never had to get to well no. it wasn't hooked up properly so it was yeah. too delayed so he couldn't even do it um <laughs> it's just like i can't nine cents uh here what was the other here's a, here's another good one i'll read this one and we can move on but because they're all kind of about the same person yeah <laughs> parents parents and shopper beware of this person and his staff here who will only sell you new consoles in a bundle now this was a thing for a little bit depending on what it, it was. was depending on what it was yeah and are willing and okay with selling a used console without the bundle the sales practices are completely and totally unethical my local GameStop was closed recently but i never had an experience like the one i did at this store the female who was in front kept running to the back to get coached on how to pitch the bundle from the manager, who was this, other, this guy's been a problem, and he finally came out to spew the lies himself. I left out spending $600 just so I could get a new PS4. See, now, if they're buying a PS4, were those ever forced bundles? Why would you force bundle a PS4 two years ago? That is weird. I don't think that would have been 20, That's 2021. Yeah, no. <laughs> it's simply to be told by corporate that it was not correct what he had told me, and I had to drive another 45 minutes to another GameStop to return all the extras I was forced to take on. Damn. And then this is in all caps. I will never go back here. Do not spend your hard-earned cash at this location of liars. That's really good. Oh, liars. <laughs> That's really good, because it's probably true. That's good. Um, it seems weird. Well, right, last, last quick one. If you pre-order games, the manager claims to have called you multiple times, but when confronted with actual proof, he changes his story. And then he named, <laughs> and then he name drops the guy, and then he says, "Be prepared to not receive your game or a refund." <laughs> Gee, all of these bad reviews are about this one specific person. Isn't that strange? I think I know who it is too, which is good. And if it is who I think it is, yeah, he's a piece of shit. So, oops, still there. Um, I think he was, and he is. I think as of recently, he is not. Oh, if I if I if it is the person I think it is, yeah, you think it yeah. is. Well, we can fix over to emails. Um, not a lot of emails this week, but again, a lot of people we had a big holiday weekend just happened, so uh, we go ahead and kick through them. The first email we have here comes from Ramon from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. It says, "Hey guys, with Starfield seeming seeming to be a massive success, and console sales through the roof of this month thanks to this game." If Microsoft can consistently deliver games every three to four months, do you think there's any way they can come out on top again in North America, like the 360 era? Um, I think this generation's... You you would mean between PlayStation, because Switch is the top. But... Yeah, yeah, to be fair. I think this generation, it's not possible. No, I don't think it's It's anywhere close to possible. Even, Even if this generation goes till 2028, to 23 depending on what happens it would just i don't see it it would take something incredible um, for that to happen like i would the one thing i'll point out and i think a lot of people overlook this is by the end of this year for better or worse microsoft will put, put out four exclusive games mm. being iphone rush redfall which is not, <laughs> well you know again not good <laughs> yeah. but it is, it is an, exclusive an exclusive game, game. Starfield and Forza. So they have made good on this year if you compare it to the last two years, which literally had like nothing. Right, right. They have actually put out games this year. Granted, again, one of them was a very big flop. Um I just I think they definitely can do better if they could stick to this three to four games a year. That's where I but they're not gonna they're not gonna overtake That's where it falls <laughs> apart for me, like 
is that the goal? Sure. Is it realistic? No. Like they're not. Sony's not even doing. Sony's almost worse. Right now. Yeah. Absolutely. Horizon and Spider Man. Is that it? Horizon count? Well, Horizon wasn't even this year. Yeah. Horizon wasn't this year, unless you're counting the DLC. That's, well, yeah. But Horizon was last year. This year was, if you want to get technical, this year was PSVR 2 in February. Spider-Man in October. <laughs> yeah. like, that's, your, that's your two big exclusives. Hey, buy this, buy this fucking VR thing that is more expensive than the console. Yeah, and the, you know, and then just, buy a two hundred dollar portable thing which can stream how, from your console, and then buy new earbuds that only work with the portable. How are we in September, and we still don't know what their next game is? I After I don't know, like what what could it be? The only thing that we know of that's being worked on is Death Stranding two, but I would imagine that's a fall twenty twenty four game at this point. That's pretty far. So I would assume. yeah, that's pretty far. I would imagine that is a game that comes out next year. But sure, that's it. I don't like. There's some other like smaller things that they've talked about. There's that game. I always forget the name of it, but the one with the the, the lady and the sword that was kind of futuristic. Oh, cool. yeah. I can't remember the I name. I can't of it. remember it either. I know exactly the game you're talking about, though. But I think that was even that. That's a second party. So it's like, what? What are they doing next? We don't know. Yeah. At least on Microsoft side, I can tell you, like, I've seen what the future is. It's just, will they consistently deliver yeah. that well, future? Like, if I don't know. If, if the things that are coming for them are things that I'm genuinely interested in, like, um, about. But will they make good on that, right. or am I waiting? Or, you know. Yeah, is, is it vowed a year from now? Is it eighteen months from now? Is it <laughs> exactly. you know like it's 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 tough because I think they have a, a goal to do this, but I don't know if they'll hit it. And I think the other thing is just like I don't think they're in the market right now of being number one. I think they're in the market right now of finally getting this thing to be consistent, where they can say yeah. we have these games coming we have our games coming they're all going to be on the service day one like we are yeah and that's the number one to thing. do this like right that's what i think they've, they care about they need to prove they changed their business model a while yeah. ago from being about selling systems to selling the subscription right. so they need i don't think they care as much yeah they need to prove it to themselves and to everybody else that like they can continue this like obviously the activision blizzard thing is a big deal but it's going forward. I don't think necessarily think that that deal means exclusives on anything. Right. No. Right. The biggest thing that it means is at some point game pass will have call of duty day and day. Right. But that's probably not until 2025 at the earliest. Cause they've already said, I mean, obviously the deal hasn't gone through yet. So that's not going to happen in this call. No. Of duty. And they've already said it's not going to happen the next. One. Right. So, it's going to be a while. So, and also, let's be fair. I don't think they're going to when whenever they finally have the keys to Activision. There, I don't think they shadow drop all that stuff no, on their subscription service like Bethesda. They do it at the they right time. They do a drip. Yeah, they definitely. do a drip feed of it. Yeah. They, hey, here's a bunch of Crash Bandicoot games. Starfield. Here's a bunch of you know. Starfield is the first step in the correct direction. Absolutely. Like, Starfield is a good example of, again, remember, it's a game that should have been out last year. Right. And they took another year. Now, obviously, having played the game now, I'm glad they it's took that year. Probably that it did not put come out, out a last polished year. game. Because yeah. I feel like 
if it came out last year, it would have been the Bethesda change. We'd be having a much would have all different conversation about it. Yeah, very much so. so. But, but I think at some point they went, I'm sure Todd Howard and they probably went to Phil Spencer and just said, like, we can't put this out yet. Right. Give us the well, time to polish And, and hopefully that's what fixes Bethesda because, like, we, ES6 is not for a long time. Like, now that Starfield mm-hmm. is out, doesn't mean ES6 comes out next year. It doesn't mean it comes no. out in 25. Yeah. No. It's 20. What it means is six? they will take a large percentage of the Starfield team and move them onto Elder Scrolls. They'll keep some of those people sure. working on DLC and updates and patches for Starfield. But again, they have maybe a rough outline of what they want right. to do with Starfield. They have an idea That's it. Or yeah, uh, uh, Elder yeah. Scrolls. They have an idea. That's it. They, they probably have like a design document in place and now they got to start I, making it. The worst thing they ever did was show that, that uh, title card. Yeah. Because I, I think at the time you and I put even this idea it, in people's minds of like, Oh, we're going to get this right away. No, no. You and I talked about it at the time where it was like, oh, that was seen as more of like a, yes, we will make this game shut up kind of a move. But, <laughs> but that it would have been fine for them to just say, Hey, Starfield's our next game. But it, yeah, I mean, look how long that took. It doesn't six years. The, as much as I think that some companies should do like the shut up move, it doesn't work mm-hmm. anymore because people are so no. quick to go online and just flame everything about stuff that doesn't even exist yet. Yeah. Like, yeah. ES6 is a twinkle in, in Daddy Howard's eye. I will say, well, not all the not all the uh, numbers are out there. I did see, at least from Amazon, the percentage of Series X and S systems was like 1,000% up for sales. Oh, I mean, it's like we were talking about this before. This is a system selling. It's it, selling. It was, always, it was always going. It's selling well. It's so. streaming well. Like the, oh, yeah. the it's not on PS5 argument is such, such a horseshit argument. Because, again, it is on PC. If something's on PC, (laughs) by definition, it is not exclusive. I do know it is not playable on Steam Deck, but that's not surprising. That game would melt a Steam Deck, I'm sure. Um, (laughs) But, yeah, this is – I'm – I feel better about Microsoft today than I have in probably two years. Because – Oh, I do as well, but there's no way. I have seen Fable. I have seen Avowed. Forza is always going to be around – yeah. Like, keep it up is the thing. The only, the only uh, of their camp, the only game that I would be concerned about at this point is Perfect Dark. So, oh yeah, well, someone who, yeah, I mean, you know, I'm not <laughs> that. That's the constant joke between me, me and my buddy of like, what will we get first, Perfect Dark or Elder Scrolls Six? I couldn't tell you. So, um. Next email we have in comes from Jay from Monroe, New York. He says, hey, guys, this PlayStation Plus price hike has to be a joke, right? Sony has felt like they are slipping back into their 2006 era of comfort and smugness, but this really is the last straw for me. I'm not renewing my Plus sub, and honestly, I've been looking at getting a Series X. Starfield looks amazing, and Game Pass does seem like a much better service at this point. What do you all think of the price hike? Obviously, we Kind of yeah. went in detail, but I mean, yeah. we all think it's bullshit. Yeah, hot garbage. But it's it's funny because like he brings up a good point. He's like, because of the timing of this, could it just push people to change over to Xbox? It could. I already. I mean, I mean, they, again, right? right? The, you, you and I saw this happen so many times when we were oh, yeah. when we were working at game software. A big game would come out, and people would switch sides yeah. between the two systems. 
You know, we have people that like, go back when, uh, not that it's a good game, but I'll, I'll give an example. Halo five. I remember specifically when that came out, there were a lot of kids that switched from having a PS4 to having an Xbox because they thought that would be the return of Halo. Right. And obviously it was not, God, but, but like people would switch for God of War. It got people. people would switch yeah. for everything. Gears four, uh, gears four, when it came out, there was a little bit with gears four, but it was more so with Halo five. I remember and then there was something that came out for PlayStation. God of War was one for sure. For sure. Um, I think even No Man's Sky people were doing it because they fell for the hype. I remember a little like, bit of that because, yeah, a lot of people. Remember, that, we could not as we predicted, was. Stock. Yeah. No. Impossible. Yeah. Um, so, it's funny because we would get. I'm sure that's to- driving some of it because, but again, then- look at the timing. Yeah. So it's, a, a, just an absolute horrible time. Well, and like he's talking about, like, you know, going back to like the 2006 complacency, like they thought they literally thought when the PS3 came out, they could do no wrong. They thought yeah. they thought our system six hundred dollars because you'll pay it. Remember that? There, I will give you the infamous quote that no company could say in 2023, which was, if you don't like the six hundred dollar price tag, get a second job. Yeah. They they said, you could not say that today and still have like God they that was pre Twitter. It's six hundred <laughs> dollars because you'll pay yeah. for it because we told you so. Yeah. And guess exactly. what? As someone who worked at a store that let the PS3 launch, no people didn't, didn't work. people didn't pay that. You could walk no. around to any local store. What a month after they after they were out. This store's got two. That one has four. There's 12. I remember. They, didn't they make a quote? He, the one guy said something where he's like, if you can go to a, a store and buy a PS3 right now, I'll give you $600. And it was just like, oh, here's <laughs> two. So many here's four. Here's another. Like, they were everywhere. Yeah. We could not sell them. We had the, we had people buy them with the, obviously, the, with the intention of reselling them that could not and then return them. I remember... Uh, this would have been back when I was working at Target when the PS3 came out. My one, my one buddy was very much, you know, Sony, Sony fan, didn't get a 360. And I remember him getting the PlayStation at launch. And I remember playing resistance and just being like, this is what you paid $600 for. Like, and the other thing you have to remember what big game came out at that time on, on Xbox. That was a huge fucking deal. Gears of War 1. Yeah. The original Gears of War. It was a huge, huge deal for that system. Here's, so. I'm going to read you this quote right now because this is incredible. Okay. This is incredible. I found it. Okay. Um, <laughs> EGM, in an interview with Sony's Jack Trenton, in an early January, oh, mentioned the recent availability of his company's console. It seemed like about 50% of the people in line were there to make a quick buck on eBay. And now we're seeing a lot more units on store shelves. Jack seemed a tad surprised by this, but he put his money where his mouth is. If you can find a PS3 anywhere in North America that's been on the shelves for more than five minutes, I'll give you 1200 bucks for it. I can get any retail buyer on the phone with you and get them to verify that there's not a single retail location in America where there's a PS3 on the shelf for sale. Oh, They've all man. been sold in a matter of minutes. After EGM let Trenton know that they had indeed phoned 18 stores and found half of them had PS3s in stock, some stores with as many as 20 consoles, Jack held firm, if only nine of the 18 stores you contacted had supplies, that seems to be a clear indication that sales continue to be outstanding. So there you have it. Jack's not backing down. We're guessing our check is already in the mail. 
what see that's how delusional they were about they were very delusional i bet twelve hundred dollars if you can find one we found nine stores and one of them has 20 well nine stores didn't have any though so (laughs) fuck off like he knew like they know that was their whole attitude for like the first like but that's the attitude we're seeing today yeah and it's but it's back because they feel like after the ps4 came out and kicked xbox's ass again because xbox made mistakes they can't do anything wrong and now it seems like sony decides let's just do it let's make some mistakes it's 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 all cyclical man that's stupid for sure um next email we have comes from kevin from i i'm gonna say it's vacaville Bassaville. i think it's vacaville california um, hey guys, I'm just curious if you all think the retro market bubble is still waiting to burst. It just seems like any convention, yard sale, or flea market I go to, everyone knows what they have or pull out their phone to check first and then offer prices way above what they should be. Is this ever going to come to an end? No, probably not at this point. <laughs> no, it's COVID, so COVID I, ruined it, like, COVID destroyed it. Because it, it was already not good before COVID, mm-hmm. right? People were getting wiser to this stuff. The only thing I can see killing retro stuff is the fact that some of this stuff is 30, 35, 40 years old. It's going to stop yeah. working at a certain point. Yeah. And if you don't know how to replace a battery in a SNES cartridge or a Pokemon Game Boy game, you're sitting on something that's essentially worthless. Yeah. So. The, you know, I, every, people like to bitch about disc rot and stuff on PS1 games. Is that technically something? Sure. I have handled how many how many video game discs would you say I've handled in my life? Oh, God. half oh, a million. <laughs> like I, <laughs> we're talking, you know, hundreds a day for fifteen years. Yeah. I've never seen disc rot. To the point where it's disintegrating a disc. It's like you pick it up and it. No, that's the thing. It's like that was always the fear, like twenty years ago with like DVD and stuff. It's like no, all that stuff still. It's all fine as long as you put it away. My CD collection is is upstairs and still works. As long as you put it away, it's gonna be fine. You know, in a hundred years, will it work? Maybe not. But like everybody's panicking about (laughs) that. But we are we're getting to a point where like NES systems are gonna stop working, and if you don't know how to repair them. It's useless. Now, are they easy to repair? Yeah. Yes, and they get easier to repair every year. But it doesn't it's just the bu- I would hope it would pop. I, I what, just can't see it popping. I, would too. I can't see it popping anytime soon. Not at all. I mean, I'm I'll give you I'll give you an example. So well this I went in this past weekend to the, the past holiday weekend. Saturday. We have uh, we have a couple pawn shops in my area, but we have one over by me. They actually, to be fair, they had a lot of retro games um, that I looked at a little, a lot of N sixty four stuff. Um, but I, that's not a system I'm really looking for <laughs> to collect for. Mm-hmm. So it was more like, hey, that's cool. You have Mario Party three or whatever, but I'm not looking for that. But I went specifically looking for Guitar Amp, but it's the same type of deal. They had to bring the, you know, the guy had to come bumbling up from some back room, you know, look at this one guitar amp. I know what it goes for online for him to sit there on his phone for 10 minutes and then look at me and go, you know, 
well, you know, three hundred dollars, whereas it goes online for like one seventy five. So well, it's just it, it, it's the same type of thing, though. It's like it's the phone mentality. The problem, yeah. uh, the problem I'm with pull it up my is. Phone and, you're not just going to a regular store to buy this stuff anymore. None of it, no. none of it is regulated. Even a place, no. even a place like I, I go to half price books often yeah. just to see. It's not regulated. It's not regulated. Something could be this, the same game could be a different, two different stores, wildly different prices. I am lucky yeah. that the one near me prices things. What I would say is appropriate where okay. if I look it up on my phone, a lot of times I'm looking to see if I have something or not. But like you know, price sharding will come up in the app. If it's yeah. it's generally within five dollars either way, that's appropriately priced. Now, if I go to the oh. other half price books, which is a couple towns over, things are generally twenty to thirty percent over what they should be. So it's just it's so random. Like you're not buying anything from a store anymore. It's no. well, let me get out my phone. Know. And one of the other thing too is like a lot of people don't know how to check eBay. Well, somebody has it listed oh, no. for a thousand dollars. That get doesn't it mean anything. For, yeah. What's the last one sell for? Oh well, forty. Oh, I'll give you forty. <laughs> well, no. And, what the hell yeah, are we doing? It's, um, yeah. yeah. And and like you know, everything's getting everything's getting rarer. Even commons are getting rarer. Um, for sure. The internet has completely ruined it. So, uh, yes. You could take, for example, this past week when we did our spirit week at work, Kyle, and I, I brought down my original Game Boy. Yeah. Okay. Someone in yeah. the group, someone in our group was like, oh, man, you got one of those. Those are worth some money now. But I'm like, an OG Game Boy? Not really. I didn't say anything, yeah. of course, because I didn't want to be like, no, not really. But I was like, I was like, oh, oh yeah, sure. But I mean. Look at no. that. It's probably. It's probably going to sell for more than you would think today. Just because. Not, well, I, I think. Well, then you get other people who don't know the market and are buying this stuff, right? Yeah. It just seems like gone is the dream of like rolling up to a garage sale where grandma and grandpa have stuff left from their grandkids that they don't know or care. It's getting harder you know? and harder, and it's because- like, hey, I have this box of old Super Nintendo games that you know, a box of pure gold, ah, fifty bucks. You know, yeah. like you don't. Doesn't it just happen. doesn't really happen anymore. That's those because are, everybody has a phone. Those are turning into once-in-a-lifetime yeah. scores for a lot of people. <laughs> Pretty much. Like, like, yeah, for we, sure. got, we got lucky because we had we had an in. Like, we were the place you would go to try to sell this stuff. Yeah. So, and if people were trying to get rid of stuff, they would just sell it to us. Like, they didn't give a shit. But the yeah. other problem is, is all of these fucking bootleg games and all the fakes. Like Pokemon, yeah, for, like uh, a friend of mine who still runs a GameStop just had a whole bunch of them traded in because their their employee had no clue. I got. I mean, they showed the me some pictures, they and don't I give went. You any training for that. They do. They have some, but it's not good. And they showed no. me the pictures, and I went, "Well, these all kind of like they were good. Like these were some of the best I've seen because all of the original things you would think to look for kind of matched up." But then you look at what it. What tipped you off? Well, there's a couple of things. You, you look at it as a whole of what this person sold. Heart gold, soul silver, fire red, leaf green, emerald, yellow. Like, why is someone who's why is someone selling seven Pokemon games to a GameStop? <laughs> no, yeah. that doesn't make any sense. Like, that is not no, it doesn't. 
So no. if uh, the the rule of thumb, if you work at a GameStop and you're and you're listening to this, if people come in with retro stuff, if it seems too good, it's way too good. Yeah, like yeah. that that is not a common thing people trade. The 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 scam, if you're going to do this scam, would it be to bring in generic shit too? Oh, I've got a couple sports game and a Pokemon game, and yeah. and a whatever. Like one of them, the games they got was a Super Metroid, and the label was wrong. Like you know what I mean? Like they had a Harvest Moon for sixty four that looked far too good. Like <laughs> you know what I mean? A even in, too even new. in the picture, yeah, no. it looked new. No way. Yeah. Um, that hurts all this stuff too. And then you've got places out there that willingly sell repros and don't market. Yeah, because people who don't know what they're buying just buy stuff. Oh, for sure. Yeah. For sure. Um, next email we have comes from Jackson from Redacted. It says, hey, guys, love the podcast. I wanted to write in about the absolute shit show that GameStop mm-hmm. has been. And since rolling out the tax on trade credit, customers are not having it at all. At least at my store, I've taken more cancels this week than in my entire six-year tenure at this shit company. District leader is pissed as hell about it, but it is out of my control. Fuck whoever decided at the top board decided this would be a good way to earn a few extra dollars. Uh, so what you should ex- I mean, yeah. obviously, GameStop people that are listening know what yeah. this is, so but you should what explain. What this is is this is a big fuck show. So it's bad. You told me past, I laughed. In, well, I, when I was told of it before, I I questioned them. I said, "Are you sh- like really?" Yeah. Um, it's a, so what it's happens insane. now is in the past, when you traded in a game and you got twenty dollars for it, and you chose store credit, you got twenty dollars in store credit, which was enough right. to buy something that was twenty dollars because anything that was paid for with store credit was not taxed. So it was almost like an even swap kind of a thing. Yeah. And that was just something that always existed. That even that existed for me at Game Crazy. So it's existed that's, that's Funko Land forever. That's been yeah. forever. Yeah. Credit was credit and it was not taxed. That changed at the drop of a hat like two weeks ago, a week and a half ago or whatever, without them telling anyone. So all of a sudden, you have $20 of credit. You want to buy something that's $20? Great. You owe me X amount more. Excuse yeah. me, what? So stupid. And then when confronted about it, they put out this little blurb where basically that's not going to happen anymore. Excuse me, what? So it, it comes down to one of two things. Either it was always should have been a thing and they just ate the cost on that because in theory they're going to make their money back from selling the used stuff that's traded in. Yeah. Like something trades for $20, they were going to sell it for $50. We'll eat the $2 in tax or the $1.50 in tax. So maybe that was part of it or it is being changed on purpose so that they can just go ahead and collect that money. Yeah. yeah. Which seems more likely. <laughs> Cause I <laughs> highly doubt, yeah. I highly doubt that, you know, pawn laws or trade laws or whatever category that falls under, you know, on a state, mm-hmm. a County level, a state level, a federal level, whatever it is. I highly doubt that changed across the board and they didn't know anything about it. No. It's it's it's. I couldn't imagine if we were still there having to explain that to somebody, like especially because like if you would want to imagine if you traded something the day before and got twenty dollars and then came back the day after, 
So now it's not your money's not worth as much two days later. What? It's it's you use that money. Well, you use that money to think of it this way, Kyle. I fully pre-ordered a game in trade credit a month ago. Yeah, I fully pre-ordered Spider-Man in trade credit a month ago. Cool. When you pick it up, when you pick it up, you owe me throw that. You owe me eight dollars. Excuse me, what? No, I don't. Yeah, you do. Because there's nothing you could do about it. How about somebody? Not this probably. Well, there's that Mario. I guess you use this as an example, but. How about that Mario edition OLED switch that's coming out? Let's say somebody fully paid that off. That's a bigger chunk of tax. That's, <laughs> yeah. that's coming to pick that up. Oh, I have this fully paid up. Mm-hmm. That's another twenty five, thirty bucks, yo, man. Like wild. Got a problem called Congressman. Our final Oof. email of the week, also from Redacted, also about the tax. This comes from Rob from Redacted. Hi, guys. GameStop SL for 15 years here. And while I've weathered some insane bullshit throughout my tenure, including everything with COVID, this trade credit, including (laughs) tax, has to be the worst of them all. Regulars are confused as hell. And let's be honest, regulars are all GameStop has left. They've alienated every other type of GameStop customer, so I guess it's no surprise that they had to do it to the core group that still shops at us. <laughs> this, has, this has just motivated me to finally dust off the resume, update it, and look to get out. I've always told myself no one will want me because my biggest work experience is GameStop for a total of 18 years, 15 being an SL. But it's finally time for me to put my excuses aside. Thanks for what you guys do each week, hearing other stories of, at finally breaking the shackles has very much inspired me. And this trade tax thing was the final nail for me. I don't blame I you. Don't think, no, not <laughs> I don't at know all. how you survived through the COVID stuff. Yeah, Cause man. that would have, that probably, that would have broken me too. Like that, like, you know, I was, you know, thing, quote unquote fortunate enough th- to close three years <laughs> before that happened. But the thing that would have broken me was when they tried to go against like police authority and print out that bullshit. They're trying to claim like, that no, they were, they my were, corporate says that I can stay open. We're essential. Oh, call this number. We sell headsets. We're essential. And batteries. That was the argument. Might sell a keyboard. Yeah, yeah. work um, from home stuff. Like, co- no. COVID would have would have broken me. SL two. Like if. If I would have made it through COVID, if you SL2, made it through COVID, SL two would have broken you. I, I would have told them like, "There's no way." Like, come on, they're, they're purposely because because they know they can get away with it. They're purposely changing everything. And well, that's surprise, the reason surprise, why it's ever since Chewy took over, everything that yeah, man touches goes to shit like rapidly fast. <laughs> and then he jokes about it on Twitter because he thinks he's fucking hilarious. <laughs> You're not, dude. As he ruins the You're not, dude. He's ruining it uh, on purpose. And there's no other play here. It has to be done to line his pocket with as much as possible before it tanks. Right? Yeah. yeah. Not for sure. I would assume so. But, I mean, yes, please update your resume. Did he Put every- Did he own – here's yeah. a question. Did he own the company when the GameStop uh, did the uh, stock stuff? He was part of it. Oh. Yeah, he was he was a big part of it. Um, okay, what's the, what's his name? I know I got it. I got it. because that's all we fucking call it, yeah. dude. <laughs> but um, it's bad enough now that when you say Chewy, the first thing I think of is not Chewbacca. Hey, you know what it's comes up? Fucking dude. You know what comes up when I Google his name? <laughs> what? Meme stock king Ryan Cohen is under SEC investigation. 
<laughs> that's good. Oh, because that's his, uh, his Bed Bath & Beyond trades, remember how that company tanked? It made him, oh, yeah. it oh, made him $60 million in five months all of a sudden. Gee, that's weird. Damn. Almost like he knew what was going to happen. Weird. Um, yeah, so, I mean, for Rob, like, yeah, your 18 years at GameStop means far more than you think it does. You've done I, I just, everything. <laughs> Especially now. If you're still a store leader now, think – just take a second and think about what you actually do. What your day to day It's crazy. Yeah. If you're an SL2, it's it's double. You're running yeah. two stores. You're running two teams. You are solely – you are almost solely responsible for the financial, like, wealth of both of these stores on your own. Which – which you should not be, yeah, but you no. are. God, no. You're, if you're like me, you're a maintenance man who had to <laughs> fight repairs. Well, you you know, know, like the amount of cash handling you've done, inventories you've done. Like you could, you could easily transition to a comparable, if not better, retail job. But I think your skills, especially customer service slash like managerial skills, translate really well to almost anything because they're going to, because you're, they're going to look at you as someone who you can solve your own problems. You can, you work well in a team, but you also work well as an individual because you are managing all this stuff. Like you just have to find the right ways to word everything. I mean, I mean, that's the biggest thing when you get that question of like, how how well are you at problem solving? And your first answer can easily be the right team stuff. I ran and and for a while and for a while I ran two of them. Exactly. Like, like what, what do you every think? day at that job? You can tell them. You can give them specific examples. Every day at that job is problem solving, figuring out how I was going to schedule people appropriately within the boundaries I was given to complete all of these tasks. Oh my gosh! But yeah. if you think about it too, like customer service and and all that stuff, like you guys don't technically work customer service, but those skills work for what you do. Yeah. Because you know how to talk to people and interact with people you've never met before. You know what I mean? Like all – you just have to find the correct way to say this. But I I say this all the time when we talk about this like with other people. Like just think about what you actually do all day and and realize how much more it actually is. You had had to get – remember, I would have to do, you know, leadership reviews with you. Like that's where like we would have to take time with the two of us go sit in the back and we talk about what you've done and what your score is. And I had to evaluate <laughs> yeah. talent. I had to hire talent. I had to outs I like I had to go run job fair. I had to do all this other kind of shit. Like that's not something that a normal be, person should have to do. Think about yeah. this. That would have been back in the day when you had three people working in yeah. Because somebody had to be out on the floor. Yes. You know what I mean? Well, we would have so, to schedule it where like the two of you overlap for two hours. But there was there could conceivably be time on like a Saturday where I would, you know, we'd have me in the morning with someone who worked 10 to 2. And then you and the other guy would come in. We could have four people on one day. Imagine that. Yeah. That Imagine. was normal. Yeah. And, and then like every other normal day would be like me, 9 to whatever. The closer two thirty to whatever, and then the the helper five to whatever. Yeah, that was it's, normal. I, I can't imagine today. It's and even that felt understaffed garbage. at times. Yeah, but today that's why SL two probably would have broke me. Like just the the nightmare of 
Oh, well, we have a scheduling program. You have to program. do everything. We have a scheduling program that can help you. No, two you times. But you have to do everything twice. You have to be on top of, yeah. of two different teams of people. Managing managing two different And schedules. if you've ever worked That's at insane. two different GameStops or know people from two different GameStops, every GameStop team is different. Look at these reviews Absolutely. I read today. You went to this store where this guy was the manager? It seems like a tire fire. Yeah. You know, like it's just – it's crazy. But you can't do it, Rob. There's no better time than yeah. to quit right now before no. holidays start and Run really away. just and really just give it to them. Um, but yeah, that, that that wraps up emails for this week. Um, the next podcast episode, we will hopefully be having uh, Ryan Nee Miller on. So uh, I did. We did get a couple emails. So I'm obviously holding those for that episode. But if you have questions for him specifically, please. Yeah, send them and if him. you guys don't know who he is, Otherwise, check him out on YouTube. Yeah. Just Ryan Neemiller. Um, his social stuff is Cripple Threat Eight for a lot of his stuff. He's a really funny comedian. Um, he's a huge gamer. He's you know we had him on once. What was that? Like a year and a half ago, I want to say. Yeah, I was like, um, it was May of 2022. Okay, so and then around you and time. I, you and I actually had the opportunity uh, this past spring to go see Saw him live, and we met. Yeah, local. talked to him for a couple we minutes. Talked to him a little yeah. bit. Yeah, but he's he's a great guy. So. He's funny as hell. Um, <laughs> super nice. I'm like he he will he he. I'm sure he would love to answer questions for you guys because we did some last time, and Absolutely. I'm sure he'd willing to go over it again. Uh, sure. But as always, send your emails into podcast572 at gmail.com. Um, I, I guess the other thing I'll tease here is this next week, I'm going to be taking a trip down to the southern part of the state, going to that one oh, game store. Yeah, you're going to a, uh, so I will, a game store. I will uh, probably have something to talk about after that experience. I'm, I'm hoping hopefully. to, the day after we record next, <laughs> go on my own little trip okay. to some of those places. So Okay. We can go over uh, that too. So actually, ironically, next weekend I'm going to Florida for the weekend, and I might take right. some Hell old yeah. stuff with me to see if I can trade up somewhere. So Hell yeah. maybe we all have something interesting. I guess to talk I'll about. say this: I'm, I'm going to be scrounging through for any of those Funkos I have left. I don't care about, and uh, same with Amiibo. And I'm just going to take those. Like, I don't care. Let me know what Amiibo you got. You, Let me know what Amiibo you got before you do it. Though. I will. I will. <laughs> like, whatever you give me, I'm just going to use to buy yeah. something retro. So Let know. me know about the but Amiibo because uh, my kids are into them. And I'll they want, and they like to play with them like toys. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. I might be interested. I have the ones that I'm getting rid of, are, I will tell you, are probably sealed. But I mean, you can do whatever. Well, I you opened want a lot of them at some point because I finally got tired of I opened it. a few yeah. of them for sure, but uh, I, I'll, I'll let you Good. know. Good. So. Uh, but yeah, otherwise, we will see you in another two weeks for another edition of Podcast 572. As always, thank you for listening. Thank you, everyone. Stay safe.